0: Hello, I'm off to Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm better.
1: And I'm JP. I'm
0: back, JP, after uh, a week off. Have you been, mate? We did. What'd you do, with your time off? I was going to say a uh, time off from podcasting, but you spent uh,
1: a week podcasting, so
0: we <laughs> <laughs> <It did. laughs> will enjoy I it. fell the, asleep
1: uh... early one of the nights as well. Okay. Like, that, was, that was a fucking, you know, and you know I'm prone to that at the moment. Like, I just kind of just woke up and so I had to do this belated one. And then Go try on, and make sure I did a, a, an AEW free one. Mm. So then, when you and Steph did the uh, the dynamite review, I just felt like right, I'm not cutting into this. There's very little chance that, that oh, MLWs.
0: You held the fort, mate. You know we put the uh, the Survivor '97 podcast out uh, on mm-hmm. the free feed last Monday. Hopefully, people uh, enjoyed that as a, a flashback to Montreal. Very much enjoyed listening to uh, you, uh, Gareth and uh, Matty, <laughs> go through uh, wrestling with shadows. It went the, off the
1: rails a uh, bit.
0: The Stu Hart uh, impersonation is <laughs> getting uh, getting a lot of love, mate. Uh, who knew? You know, you got the uh, got the chops in you to do a full stew. Well, we're waiting for <laughs> I saw somebody say they wanted a, a full daily update in uh, in Stu Hart's voice. Is that coming?
1: That would be hard, hard work for that one. <laughs> like even now, trying to, trying to kind of. Uh, he you stupid. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my treat. Teach me a thing or two. Okay. He's a fucking sociopath. That man.
0: Honestly, I remember watching like, you know, the wrestling with shadows and just thinking, that's not a nice man. This isn't a hero. This is a... he's taking these poor fellas downstairs and then do whatever he does to them. Those those haunting screams coming from the dungeon. Like, I, I don't know if we should be. Um...
1: Which it's is like... children are recording, by the way.
0: <laughs> it's like when Undertaker <clears throat> was it whoever trained Undertaker pulled someone's eye out or something like that. And it was like, oh, is that... oh yeah, that'll prove wrestling's real. No, it won't. It just prove you're a cunt.
1: Like, I don't get that. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make a difference. What a logic. <clears throat> Sorry, like, my voice but, appears to have gone <laughs> it. It will Stu come Hart back. Very soon. Skill Stu Hart, <laughs> he's stretching my vocal cords as we well. speak. It'll go, I'm sure of it. I'll have a swig of some tea. Mm.
0: You do that, mate. Yeah, my voice is uh, <laughs> is kind of just hanging in there. Obviously, literally got back uh, a few, well, I'd say just a few hours ago. It was probably 12 hours ago now. Got back uh, Got back home after a night of traveling. Saw the other uh, sites, JP of uh, New Jersey, New York, or oh, your meter base, New Jersey, New York, Manchester. Liverpool, um, and then slept all day, and then recorded this. So this is the uh, this is the first thing I've uh, I've done today, and you're the first person I've uh, I've spoken to. It's like uh, being thrown back into the wilderness, mate, like being thrown
1: back into the world. You have you've arrived back in Normal Ireland mm. again, once again.
0: <laughs> what I, you're me in on the pre-show and what I've missed, so I feel I'm up to date on the World Cup. And else happens. Yes. Ronaldo Ronaldo's a cunt. The ha- yeah, ha- cunt absolutely. is still in there uh, and I'm a celebrity. You know, electricity companies are uh, overcharging. Anything else happened?
1: Um, that feels like the kind of main stuff that you've covered there. I'll have a quick look at the BBC website just for, so this won't necessarily date. Well, rail workers on strike and run up to Christmas.
0: Okay.
1: Um, yeah, basically that kind of stuff. Like there's not that. really. Andy Ogden yeah,
0: fills it's... us in with that. Whenever there's a rail strike, he'll, uh, he'll throw it in our oh, yeah. chat to let us, let us know. Um, uh, ruins it. Ru- it's ruined many an Ogden weekend, that one, mate.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Train. Yeah. Don't rely on them. It's as simple as that. You can't rely on them.
0: We were um, getting the uh, the PATH train back and forth from New York and, and New Jersey, and the like the the main like New Jersey transit system. Like fuck me, like that is rough. Like those trains, those trains are worse than ours. They look like they haven't been cleaned in about like fifty years or something like that. We lost one of the nights. We went to the uh, we had like a like a, a post uh, like a, a party like a dinner party type thing. We went to uh, this place called Pasta Lovers in Times Square. Had a bit of a meal. I had, had, had a drink afterwards, and then all tried to uh, to get back from uh, from New York into uh, into New Jersey. W. H. Might have been, you know, a, a couple of uh, a couple of drinks in. Uh, John Pollock uh, as well with him. Um, they they went ahead, and we just lost them. They ended up we ended up getting on this train, and like we we were all like the rest of us were kind of all following them, and we just couldn't find them. Got, it was like it was like warriors. It was like we had like this big group of people, and people just kept disappearing. <laughs> them two, like get on this train, like no tickets managed to bunk their way all the way to uh, to New Jersey whereas all us lot kind of tra- we tried to do the honest thing and uh, and pay for our uh, our tickets we're only stitching
1: wait. them up here aren't <laughs> oh, yeah. we you know they'll 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 be like vehement denials about there's any train dodging <laughs>
0: I think they, they would have paid if they had the the Imagine
1: though. they've been doing it for in Toronto for years. Well, we were trying just to get them to tell them that they didn't
0: have tickets and they needed to get that sorta, but we just could Way had gone on the train, like looking for them, couldn't find them, ended up getting off with us, and then the train left. And then we were all just at the, the, the platform like, oh well, hopefully <laughs> hopefully post wrestling still exists tomorrow morning and uh, the wage Park and John Pollock don't end up in like a uh, in some kind of New Jersey jail. But they were alright at the end. We, we were we were the idiots who got stuck in uh, in the impensation for about an hour waiting for the uh, the next delayed train, um, which is not a place you wanna you wanna be at one in the morning, but you know it was it. A- oh, is
1: it proper shifty? Is it?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. like I would not. New Jersey is like it's where the pay per view was, and we stayed. We actually stayed there a trip. Which is like yeah. hilarious because like that's all you ever hear when you go to Germany is everyone raving about the uh, the famous trip showers uh, in Oberhausen. I didn't even realize it was a train, uh, but apparently there's one in New Jersey as well. Showers were you know pretty good, not the best the uh, mm-hmm. showers I've uh, ever had in my life, but like we were literally. We stayed the first two days in Brooklyn. Then we had our little trip to... Our day trip to Connecticut, which I'll, I'll go into. And then we spent the rest of the weekend in New Jersey. But, I don't know, we just basically spent the entire... The entire four days. Any excuse? Should we, go, should we go to New York? Should we go to Manhattan? It's only 20 minutes on the train. Yeah, fuck that. Let's not stay around here. I mean, I've seen New Jersey drive. You know, I know I know what I'm in for in this area. It's, uh, they had the Dunkin' Donuts and that was about... Dunkin' Donuts in an arena. That's all I know about New Jersey.
1: Bloody hell. I mean... I've I've passed through it. Is it Trenton, New Jersey? Was a yeah. place that Ring of Honor. On yeah. the train from my sister's in New York. Elizabeth as well. Like, Elizabeth I was you, from. Yeah. Jay Lethal. Yeah. Like, Jay it, Jay yeah. Lethal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like it's real like it looks like sketchy as sin. Like mm. but then even going into Philadelphia. When he gets to like I didn't go to where the ECW arena is. I will end up at the corner of Swanson Arena at some point. But the areas around it, like don't look like places you want to fuck around like a tourist, no. looking for the ECW arena. It's like nah.
0: If it, it feels like it feels like a place that hasn't even got its own identity. You know what I mean? Like even the the dodgy blokes on the street that are trying to tell you like sell your merchandise. It's all New York branded <laughs> stuff. You know they know they, they know their they know their place in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. It, that's <laughs> yeah. my experience. The train station and the dodgy fellas outside the train station trying to get you into their cabs. Which I still there was a, there's a lot of that. Like I never really. It, um. You get told not to get in. And I think it's 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 common sense not to. But I wonder what would happen if you did. You know, like, I, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> the charge of 20 quid to go to, a, to your hotel? I don't know.
1: There's a there's a story in Mexico I've got about something happening like Really? To me. But yeah, I won't go into it on the free show. I'll make people, <laughs> like, go, go on a... that serious stuff, like, yeah. <laughs> right, make, sure you get, make sure you get a license. I thought it wrong. would go badly, badly wrong. Hmm. To the point where I handed my friends my passport and I went, right, like, I'm fine, they're going to be nicking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But um, yeah,
0: so. yeah I, would, I, I wouldn't be um, Yeah, getting a hit up by the New Jersey tri- uh, tourist board. I wouldn't recommend there, but yeah, we had to, like I say, we spent a couple of days in Brooklyn. That was great. Got to a. Uh,
1: no, well, Sopranos, style?
0: No, we didn't do that. Well, I saw. Disappointing. What a
1: Saturday would be great.
0: We did see in New York, saw the uh, the Ghostbusters fire station. Did go there and uh, and see that. I, I found like there's this app. Well, not even an app. It's like a, a Google Maps like kind of map that someone's made of all where all films have been shot in New York, and it just have that, that as default on my Google Maps. So like as well as like where all the shops, where it have these little dots that would tell you like, oh, that's where like you know that this this scene was shot in like Seinfeld or this scene was oh, shot cool. in like The Godfather or whatever. Yeah, which and it, we just happened to stumble across the uh, the Ghostbusters fire station, which is like for me as a as a as, a, as a, when I picture New York as a kid. Like I, it's. I think it's probably Home Alone two, and it's Ghostbusters. They're like the two things that like stick in my head as that's what New York is. Uh, and that I think yeah. it was that felt like a full circle moment. Man- managing to uh, to get there and he had a picture taken outside of it. That's the uh, that's the New York that that I remember cool, as a mate. kid.
1: Yeah, because it's it's. I mean, I won't extol the virtues of of Ghostbusters. It's fucking glorious. But yeah, that is like my definition of what New York is. Mm. Partly because they do loads of wide shots yeah as well but, oh yeah yeah that's, a, that's, but that's yeah. a really cool thing to go and see
0: i kept finding myself trying to recreate films or trying to recreate scenes from like i get like girls or like any any kind of like cool what's the high maintenance or something like that going, oh yeah, yeah. That, this is like that road where i've, I've seen like the, the guy ride down the bike in here uh, so that was cool spent a lot of time in um where we stayed in uh in brooklyn was like dumbo which is uh under the, the manhattan bridge around like kind of that area, which is uh, which is really cool as well. So, so, so the Biggie Memorial, I um, was very uh, very proud to do that. Even when we we're in New York as well, saw some Benno history. JP got a picture outside at the. Uh the Manhattan Center got a picture you know, at yeah. like, like, the New Yorker Hotel where mm-hmm. you know just just throwing it out there you know 2005 what 17 years ago a young <laughs> man who was once there watching watching Joe Kobashi. it was great to uh to was come it? full circle <laughs> and <laughs> then the, me and me and John were having a good chat about like what were the uh what wrestlers who I would saw on that show would have been working um the AEW pay per view uh the same that weekend I think Claudio would be the main one Claudio Brian wasn't on the no. show Joe Obviously, um one of the ones in there as far as uh guys who there uh, who's work both. That felt like a, a full circle moment. That's literally how long it's been. That was the last time I'd ever been to New York, like seven, 17 years ago. So, you know yeah. things have uh, have changed a little bit since then.
1: Yeah, fucking hell. But it looked like I mean, was it any different around there? Like the the New Yorkers? I think Joe lived Around there as well, if oh, I. Oh, I forgot there. about that. Right. That's where, yeah,
0: uh, that's where. It well, that's, well. When I went, it would have been with the same crew, Joe knew back in the day, like the whole like yeah. you know, the R O H fans and stuff, like, um, oh yeah, all those fan guys, the robots. And stuff. Yeah, it was bringing back memories <laughs> of uh, of that being there, being there as well, being at the uh, the post anniversary um, stuff. Like, say so we had that dinner At past lovers in Times Square, and that. Uh, and then after that, like it would, if you were like a post listener, it would have been a scene to see, like just wandering Times Square. This group of like John Pollock, waiting W. H. Park, Andrew Thompson, Braden, Davy, me, Steph, John Ceno, like everyone, you know, uh, Jordan was there, like the whole kind of like post crew like if you were just a, an innocent podcast listener who didn't like realize the show was going on that weekend you're just like what the fuck are they all these doing here <laughs> um that was a, that was a weird weird experience to kind of uh do that have a couple of drinks and uh and see the uh the town with those lads i will say i said that on the pre-show Braden and davie the center of the universe like the sh- mm-hmm. special shout out to uh to those lads and uh, obviously stay tuned to their uh, their podcast feed because they've got a lot of uh, big stuff uh coming going forward but like they are like if you want to know where where the good time is it's somewhere in the vicinity of Braden and Davey whether that's at an AW show when they're uh, raving to uh, to Jamie Hater's uh, entrance music and uh, and scissor when the acclaim come out to, to like just going out uh, on the city and stuff Davey knows his, uh knows his places Davey's uh, the man to speak to if you want to know the uh, the cool places oh yeah you know.
1: yeah i can imagine like Davey's very much in his element around that he's uh, like I, I was incredibly jealous, I won't lie. Like oh, it was, it was so just cool. like it looked like a phenomenal time. Well, the post and show everyone...
0: the post show itself like even there, like we had, you know, um obviously um we had Brandon Thurston turned up, got to chat mm. to him for a little bit, uh Rich Fan, um, your friend of mine, um, and Will Coolig's friend, uh, Shows up. We had a good chat about uh, Arsenal, thinks you're gonna win the league, JP. He's uh, he's feeling uh, he's feeling right. very confident.
1: All right, I might have to dampen that down, Rich. <laughs> A couple of midfielders... And another wide man And I think alright Okay this is interesting
0: He said that Sorry. To be honest he said that That's exactly what he yeah. said You know you just need A couple of, couple of signs I feel like this is It's going to be your last This season mate Not as the, You know obviously You're a bit higher In the totem pole I damning year, with fake praise No or... genuinely It's why
1: they um, no, Harland will turn up And crush us This is how these things work <laughs> well,
0: i tried to think Who else was at the uh, The post thing There was loads of people I wasn't even expecting To see Obviously a lot of the uh, Neil Flanagan No Neil Did you hear about Neil yeah, <gasps> no. he, um, he had the mess up. With, he's got a, he, like you. He's got an Irish and a British passport. Yeah, and uh, something went wrong with his uh, with his visa being on one and not the other, and he got turned away. Um, luckily, he was like we did because we flew from Dublin for that reason. You do immigration on the Dublin side rather than flying all the way to New York and then getting turned away. Um, so yeah. luckily that happened. But yeah, he got he uh, he couldn't get through, and uh, they, it was something that would have been easily fixable, but they just didn't get it fixed in time for his flight. Um, so yeah, he missed the. Um, our show as well, didn't he? Um, poor Neil, like that's too. Oh. I know I was good. He's, he ended up man in the fourth of posting uh, and running the uh, the website and stuff. And he actually uh, actually came oh, through blessing. via via video call um, while we were at a uh, pastel oh. lovers. So that was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's uh, I was really good for him. But no, he, he wasn't there. Trying to Mike Murray and as uh his two daughters were there as I mentioned on the in the pre-show. Scrump <laughs> as well. Great to uh, to meet him of uh, of PWT's uh, frame. Uh, Andrew Thompson. Um, got a he got his flowers uh, on stage with there uh, with John and Wayne oh. and stuff. it was just it was a big coincidence to be honest, because we, it's me and Steph, a lovely well, me and Steph booked this trip, you know, to go to the pay per view, not knowing the post thing was going to be there. They all ended up; uh, most of the post crew were in our hotel as well. They, they were also staying in trip, so that worked out really well. And yeah, like I was saying to you before, it was just surreal being there, and just like you know, John and Way are absolute, you know, heroes of mine as far as like podcasting goes and stuff. They weren't quite the first wrestling podcast I ever listened to, but they were probably the second. Mm. Um, and you know, just get just speaking to them, just in normal life in 3D, like I know we, we all video chat all the time, don't we? Like, I've done mm. their shows and like I've done stuff with Andrew, done stuff with you know, WH, the other uh big character, as far as uh doing stuff with us as well. Like, done loads of stuff with them, but like just them being there in 3D, where you can like touch them, you know what I mean, like and, and have a proper chat to them <laughs> and stuff was just absolutely surreal and yeah they had the um the afternoon of uh the pay-per-view the, the post five-year anniversary uh, live show um which was giving me good memories of uh, of our lead show davy's the uh the man who's done yeah. trouble. he did that one and he uh he did this one as well but yeah just seeing john and way up there they did like a whole thing about like with it being the five-year anniversary like they retold the story of building post and you know the day they got fired from uh from the fight network and they even showed up on the big screen like some back and forth i think the audio with this is going to be going on their Patreon fees, so I don't give too much away. But like a, a back and forth, like email exchange with them, where they were trying to come up with uh, with some names, some of which were uh, were better than others. <laughs> <us. laughs> We've been in that situation, JP. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they uh, that was, it was just a great peek behind the curtain. You know, they told some great stories about like what happened with post and stuff. And obviously, Braden and Davy were the uh, the support act as well, which was a uh, which was great. They did like a, a live quiz as well, which I think will be uh, on the other two too and made their uh, their big announcement it was just yeah it was unbelievable just to, to get to be there Went on stage at the end with the rest of the uh, the post luminaries in the audience as well. Felt like it was a big, uh, the end of a big play. You know, we should have all taken a a big bow, but you know, it was cool to get to get referenced and stuff. You know, John and way talking about you know BWE being one of the, the first shows to uh, to come over. So I was glad on behalf of you know Jamesy and Martin to be the one there to uh, to represent the uh, the good and uh, and obviously uh, Andy and uh, so. and Ollie in the past as well represent the uh, the good good ship BWE um, and be there uh, be there live um, and say the catchphrase. So you know worked out well
1: <laughs> yeah, you did, didn't you oh it sounds amazing i was incredibly jealous i saw like uh you know stuff from from the event as well and i was just like kind of thinking oh it should be really cool to be there and it just you know give me the happy memories of uh of leeds uh, yeah, as well it, felt similar and, you to know. That it did it did feel a little bit like mm. that yeah you know might well maybe you
0: we'll know. be something like that again in future. if
1: come, someone runs you know <laughs> at least in the uk <laughs> who can who can tell <laughs> that's it but yeah i'm trying to think if there was anything else from
0: that that was like kind of noticeable it was just a it was it was just um really well done, I'd say overall you know as a as as a show and like as a as kind of a a live experience like we did our best in uh in Leeds and martin did, uh, did, uh, did the did the 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 cracking job of uh of putting uh putting our one together but like this was a uh, like say great uh really uh really professional really well done um and just yeah just brilliant to be honest it's a great day like, and i kind of think everyone who was there as far as like you know the the poster uh, uh, fans and stuff um, really had a had a great time and stuff, and yeah, got to got to chat to a few listeners as well while we were there. We were there as well, so cool. uh, shout out to you know John Way, Braden Davey uh, Rob Pearson, his company uh, put the the whole thing together as well. Um, yeah, just an incredible uh, day and a celebration of just great work those lads have done over these last five years. Like I say, John and Way uh, are legends in this game, and yeah, Braden and uh, and Davy aren't yeah. uh, too far behind these days. So just cool to be a part of it, really.
1: It really is, isn't it? It's like we we have always, always been, po- I I describe it as post curious. I think we're beyond that now. On yeah,
0: I'm saying this to John C. You know, we he's a, he's a Wu guy like me. You know, uh, they, they they might be a, the Wu sang clan, but you know, like we're, we're Wu fan, we're killer army, we're uh, sons of Ma- none of this means anything to you, JP. It's a hangar no. on members. are like the Wu Sang.
1: You know, I uh, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm <laughs> I'm alright. It could be it could be a hell of a lot worse. Who, whoever these lads are, good luck to them.
0: <laughs> uh but yeah that see, the other uh, highlights of the trip obviously you will have heard uh, patrons will have heard that we did that uh, me and steph did a live check-in while i was away just talking uh, mm. our experience as well as getting to see the uh the finest of uh new york and new jersey jp did a bit of a uh a Dray to uh connecticut as well
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> you know what? like now. in
0: your in your brain what, what do you imagine connecticut being like
1: uh boring really boring and bland and nothing there and companies are there for predominantly low tax corporate tax rates
0: see in my head it's like this really and it probably is we probably just went to the suburban maybe on yeah that's what i see it as like you know this place where like rich people the people who live there commute to new york you know they're, they're kind of out there to have a nice home but a bit of a waterfront feature and stuff like that not where we went, because me and Steph are fucking idiots. We decided to go to, because uh, we were going to the Dynamite on Wednesday, which was uh, also in Connecticut, but not nowhere near Stanford. We decided to stay in Stanford, because like, who can pass up the opportunity, JP, when you find the uh, mm-hmm. the, the red carpet in on booking.com? And discover in the background of the photo a big flying WWE flag that this fucking rundown motel would actually happen to be next door to WWHQ. And when I say rundown motel, JP, like this motel, if you we didn't do it till we got there. But like it's a bit like when we stayed in Blackpool and I started reading the reviews and looking up like news Ooh. stories. I Googled the red carpet in and like every second story is like. New drug bust at the red carpet inn you know, prostitutes, you know, arrested at the red carpet inn, murder at the red carpet inn like it is fucking, it is it fits every
1: fits well with WWE in the background to oh, be fair it is every, all of those
0: sle- every sle- you know when you like you watch like any film with like a sleazy motel where yeah. a drugs deal took place or somebody turned up with a suitcase full of money, 100% that and it's literally next door, like it could not be closer. Like we, we knew it was close. We didn't realize it was this close from the window. You can see into the WWHQ, and like we could literally, we were so we were, as soon as we got there, we were like, oh, we got to take some photos. Like, <laughs> the is out. Honestly, we could you could see with your own eyes. I could see like this was like oh, oh maybe six seven p.m. So before dynamite was uh, was about to start, and Simon asked, "Was it? We talking Sasha's level of bad?" Worse. Um, I will say Ooh. our our room, by the way, was like complete shit tip. It did have a heart-shaped bath, didn't get any use out of it, but it's that type of motel. Um, so who knows what that what that bath okay. is. You wouldn't want to
1: touch it, is as what I'm saying. How are you going to fit in it? It's not practical, a heart-shaped bath, unless it's enormous. <laughs> it was which big. I'm assuming it wasn't.
0: It was in the middle of the floor. Oh, was it? In the oh, hotel okay. room. It was just like at the end of the bed. It was just there. It's like... <laughs> what? But some some nasty stuff has happened in that in that tub and in that room is is what I would say. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. But I like, get yeah, it's literally so, it's so close that we went out and we we started getting like some photos and videos and stuff. And like you can just see through the windows, and there's like there's a gym there, and there was like people working out in the gym. Didn't couldn't uh, see anyone recognised. They were watching Fox News though in the background. Cause of, of course, of watching course, Fox News and the yeah. HQ. Uh, There was I could see like one person like lone working in an office on one of the higher floors. Didn't look like Triple H to me, um, but he was also watching Fox News live while he was there. <laughs> um, I would assume they would have WWE Network on 24 hours a day. Um, maybe it was it's out of hours. And Vince has gone now?
1: But... <laughs> i send you mental. I mean, Fox News will do that anyway. I mean, it'll send you quite, you know, oh. you become proper deranged after a while. But <laughs> was, so what, was that one bloke, I mean, I don't know, did you have any bottles of piss at the ready or anything like that to like <laughs> kind of do a proper storm in? Like...
0: Dude, people asked if you had the grapple tank to uh, to go through. No, we. you know what? They were actually quite welcome. <laughs>
1: grapple trike.
0: Like I, I, like, like Andy says here in the chat. I am suspicious of the goings on in that motel. I reckon, you know, certain yeah. executives might have might have made use of that motel uh, at certain points in, uh, in history. It would it be to know if uh, you know Johnny H was a frequent or customer? convinced
1: um, to set up people yeah hotel as well and then Wouldn't obviously he... take the photos watch from his desk probably Do, the contract
0: dealers have maybe uh, maybe taken but yeah. Jeff Jarrett's on a sign or two in there who knows and um, but like the, the shiftiness aside honestly we were um taking pictures out we, we went back the morning after to get some better better photos so we were stood right outside the entrance which by the way I was like it's the most hilarious thing it's like their reception is like this desk a big fuck-off American flag, a big fuck-off Survivor Series poster that like must have been, you know, they must change that every time there's a a pay-per-view going on, like, bigger than the entire fucking floor. And then, like, you've got all these, like, it's like, you know, the Hall of Fame-type statues. Like, there's an Andre. There's what I thought might be a Dusty, but I'm not so sure on that. You know, there's all these different, like, legends, kind of. There's an Undertaker who's guarding the door because, of course, he is. Um, stood there and we were trying to get up close to get some photos of that stuff
1: Domino's so, in his pocket
0: <laughs> and there's, the other thing is there's a constant police presence outside which again might be for the motel might be for WBHQ who knows but like the security card Vince trying to get back in <laughs> it could be but the security card came bouncing and we're like oh we're totally getting moving on here and he was like oh want me to take any photos of you guys I'll uh, I'll take some so he was the one who t- the picture of me and Steffi took it <laughs> so they, went, like, <laughs> they were like actually alright to be honest you know they were friendly to us I thought they were going to tell us to get fucked
1: she'd have put a bugging device on him while you were at it. Mate, <laughs> if you were thinking about it the,
0: the most surreal thing was seeing people come coming and going like just regular clearly regular office workers who they were just going in the park, car park or coming out the car park finishing their shift it's like you know someone's mum just like she's a receptionist and that job just happens to be in WWE too, <laughs> you know what I mean it's not like yeah <laughs> Jim Duggan's not working the typewriter it's just people it's where you know it's just it's the strangest thing uh, you know the, the people in just that town Just
1: be the old wrestlers Oh. Just to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to You won't get, get much value of that eighties, mob, well, I tell you. <laughs> <one point>. Um, <laughs> I was asking. It seems to be that they were work allowed to work normal hours mm. rather than at the whims of a fucking hey. loon.
0: No one there at eight o'clock. It was busier in the in the day, Good. The day after, but yeah, it was uh, a yeah. Maybe they, maybe they're doing work from home as well. Maybe uh, this new, you know, Triple H regime
1: is uh, is allowing them to do that. But do you yeah. reckon you got rid of that dinosaur fucking head? Oh, I wondered
0: about that. Like, I'd thought about that when Vince left at some point. Was there any
1: skips about the place? (laughs) (laughs) Could have been interesting. Could have
0: been there. But yeah, when Vince left, he must have had to clear out his office. It's like, that's the thing, it was like seeing it in real life. Being like, this is just an office. Mm. This is just someone this is like a call center. It's just Vince has yeah. got an office. He doesn't work there anymore. It will have been someone's job to clear it out. I we wonder who got the office after them. I wonder how the Triple H moved in. Like, who you knows? Like what the uh, what the setup is. Uh, we should have we should have been cheeky and asked for a tour. Steph was There was two entrances, one for employees and one for, for guests. We should just walked in and pretended we were
1: we had a meeting with uh with Paul Lovett and just seen what happened. Um I'd really hope the receptionist would be constantly on the phone. Saying world wrestling entertainment, one moment, world wrestling entertainment, <laughs> one moment, like yeah. beyond the mat. That would have been that would have been kind of <laughs> slightly aw- awesome for that, wouldn't it? It was just it was a weird, it's weird as well. Being that, like, I, don't, I didn't see any other fans doing it, but like, you pass road dog in a corridor, <laughs> yeah. they're all fucking Florida, aren't they? That's... yeah, he'll
0: have a bit of paper written down, that said wins and losses don't matter. Cunts.
1: They'll move there, won't they?
0: Well, they like uh, but, that. that- Someone told. I think they were building a new HQ, and there's a close to mm. the train station. There's a building with a big DDB logo on it that we assume was like some kind of warehouse, which we also should have broken into. But yeah, it's, weird. it's they're always they're clearly there just for tax reasons because there's fuck all going on around that area. Like there's not there's like a McDonald's down the road. That's about it, and a and a Dunkin' Donuts, um, which I uh, which I t- which I part part in, and then the morning after. Um, my card started getting dings for somebody trying to use it in Taco Bell. So, you know, got to... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you hear, but when we did that, me and Steph... That we, country.
1: Christ we, above.
0: We ended up doing our Dynamite review twice because the first time we did it, we got 40 minutes in and then my card started dinging saying somebody was using it in Taco Bell. So I fucking panicked and went to pause the recording, and I lost the whole thing. So we have to start again. So thank you, credit card thief. You uh, you cost us up. It cost me twenty dollars and a podcast recording. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> but really? uh, I, th- I honestly think we were the only people who did it. Like no no one else was uh, as asked. Because like that was the thing. This dynamite being in Connecticut, it's only an hour away. Like it took us an hour to get there on the train. It cost like ten dollars. Like no money. Like it was dead easy. Like dead easy. Like trip. It's like say. It's a commuter. Zone type of thing, so it's like you know people living in I don't know was it Milton Keynes and traveling into London or Oxford even and traveling into London and getting the yeah yeah you know people do it, but like maybe because it's a Wednesday night or whatever, but like there was nobody like we went we were in the, the media bit for Dynamite on the Wednesday. And there was no fucker there that I recognized. Like, nobody had bothered. Like, this is a problem. You know, they ran Connecticut, like, what, three weeks ago. They ran the, the New York, New Jersey area about three weeks ago as well. You know, the, the AEW loves a uh, a good return to an a- a- area. But I honestly thought there'd be, like, more travel traveling fans and stuff, but... As, uh, as you've heard me review and seen from the uh, the video I posted on Twitter that uh, was literally only in reply to Alan Farrell, but has now made it as far as WDB Gareth and I heard Jim Cornette talking about it on his podcast. Oh, the fucking building was empty. The building was completely empty. Like there was, it was embarrassing. Like for a go home dynamite before a pay per view, like it wasn't half full. They probably, uh, I think I read You Wrestle
1: said about 2,000? Did you I'd say, say
0: that? Yeah, WrestleTick said, I think they're closer to three, between two and a half and three, but it's a 6,000 odd seater. So, like, you know, that is, and they filled that place the last you know time they went for a significant, significant taper. And this is the total mortgage arena. But it was embarrassing to be there, a big go home pay per view. And, like, if anyone watched Dynamite and was like, oh, the atmosphere was shit on Dynamite last week. It actually wasn't that bad in the building. The fans who were there were the hardcore AW fans who were there to cheer the mm-hmm. acclaimed and Orange Cassidy and all, all of their favorites and stuff. But like when you're in a big building like that, and it's half empty, and the entire upper deck pretty much is empty. The noise doesn't travel, you know. It just gets lost in the the cavernous kind of spaces, and that's what it was like. It was yeah. just it was one of those really life. It was absolutely fucking freezing in there
1: as well as it was in a uh, yeah in York, that entire week when you said it too. was cold like with you instead like i was like f- like fucking hell when seeing that video it's like it looks cold
0: yeah oh yeah I mean, have that, like i think there's like a lot of
1: snow and like but the buffalo area and
0: stuff like that so i think that's kind of what even the canadians were saying it was cold and if they say it's cold you know it's cold and yeah. uh, maybe that put some people off as well who bought tickets but yeah it was a really it didn't feel like being at a dynamite like i'm glad we went to connecticut to you know to do the wwhq touristy stuff and have a bit of a laugh in the uh in the shitty murder motel but like as far as actually going to dynamite and we got there literally it was like the way we we spent so much time getting those photos we got literally got an uber and this bloke in like what felt like a fast and furious car fucking bombed it all the way there like 100 miles an hour and got us there and we got in with like a minute like literally got in as jericho was making his entrance for the uh the opener match for dynamite so we were just flung like right into it from the start but like it never felt like being at a dynamite it felt like being at a house shop it felt like mm. felt insignificant and like that's kind of The pay per views, you know, when we get into the pay per view in a minute, I've got loads of positives to say about the the pay per view and the pay per view experience, Mm -hmm. um, and some of the matches on there as well. But it does feel like a company that's like, oh no, like, think the momentum is is halting, and you're seeing that in, you know, I, uh, you know, our our now friend Brandon Pearson talk about this on Wrestle as far Mm -hmm. as like, you know, a a company where you know it does feel like things are cool enough from a live attendance point of view. You know, certainly the Rampage ratings. You know, he's not quite ready to say that about the dynamite rating although that dynamite i was at last week you know 18 yeah. 000 range for a go home for a pay-per-view um which is a little bit concerning it didn't feel like i was in the building for a for a hot wrestling promotion it felt like i was in the building for like a, mm-hmm. a niche indie on that wednesday night obviously things turned a bit you know the pay-per-view itself and i've got lots positive to say there but yeah i was kind of sat there thinking i ah, wish i'd made this tri-. i'm not that i wish i'd made this trip or you know I was certainly like, well, I'm definitely not fucking going to rampage on Friday, you know. I'm saying yeah. like, uh, maybe I could use this Wednesday night to uh to spend so some more time exploring Brooklyn or something. Um, yeah, it just it just it just didn't feel like it felt even six months ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely been a cooling off, and you we've seen it this year. It's been it's that it's that um troublesome threes, isn't it? It's it's in that third year it does feel like a lot of momentum stalled. Like, there was just... A, we spoke about it in on the Patreon and, and when we did, like, the half-year review. You know, it's one of these things where you could see that. And that dynamite, like, for me, it just felt like, a again, just kind of a weird show. And it felt like kind of missable. It felt like I was never really kind of engaged by it. It was just... It was what it was. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, for I me...
0: Said, I said on the hmm, review with Steph, like, there were people... Upset, they didn't do the elite reveal there. They couldn't have, they actually oh. couldn't. I know they were backstage, you could not have brought them out to, in front of you know 2,000 people. Like, I've been to leg- legitimately been to progress and rev pro shows with more people there than yeah. this show. Um, you know, you, you couldn't have done that, like, they couldn't have done anything significant like that. You know, the MJF. Mo- you know, we're not definitely not reviewing Dynamite. We'll get right to the pay per view in a second, but like the MJF Moxley kind of go home segment, even that felt like it died to death because Moxley mm. was off his game for one, um, and two, it did. You know, watched the- we watched some of the show back on TV when we got home. It did feel like it was taking place in front of a in front of silence. It just mm. felt non essential, and it's not just not the ideal going into like your big uh, your big pay per view, is it?
1: Yeah, although like we mentioned about things on the downturn, like they'd probably look at it. What is it estimated 140,000 buys for the Mm pay-per-view a $1 million house, which I'm assuming the atmosphere was complete 180 degrees from what you experienced at dynamite.
0: This was the difference. Yeah. And you've got to say that, you know, they, I think year on year, I think you know, but I think the growth period has definitely you know stopped. But yeah, you know mm. they put they put prices up for these shows, so you know they're going to be making uh, they're going to be doing those of those million houses. Well, they can they can keep this consistent. But yeah, it was night and day. Like I, I said, I wasn't gutted about missing Rampage. That felt like felt a lot of people I spoke to, not including you know was with our media tickets. A lot of people had tickets for Rampage because they bought the combo tickets for Rampage mm. and the pay per view. So Rampage looked completely you know, half empty as well because I think a lot of people bought the ticket but then just didn't bother going um, to Rampage. But, like, yeah, the the pay-per-view was definitely definitely night and day. Like, even from, like like i say the dynamite i've been questioning why we were there you know even from a point of like merch and stuff i'm always moaning about like the merch situation at AEW. that feels like you're in an indie they never have you know t-shirts for most of you know your favorite wrestlers you know you never see like a a singles john moxley or chris jericho t-shirt or whatever you really do and instead you see a lot of you know AEW tour kind of merch and stuff and pay-per-view t-shirts and it's just it's a pretty amateur hour setup really they did have Mm -hmm. a lot of acclaim stuff so fair play for and you did see a lot of... That was a big takeaway from Dynamite. They were uh, especially over with the hardcore AEW audience. Um, But yeah, like... Difference between that and the pay per view was that the pay per view they did have more stuff like that and they had, but you know, a bit obviously with it being the uh, the bigger arena, a bit more effort into the production. I saw Alan Farell say it sounded, the, the show even sounded better on the pay per view. It felt like they'd they'd done a better job of uh, of miking that much yeah. busier crowd when it got to the pay per view. But yeah, the the pay per views, pay per view tells like AW in general, isn't it? No matter how down we're going to be on the build to these things, how much we're going to be like, "Eh, not sure about the on week to week, or like I say, that MJF Moxley segment, not particularly hot on that going into the pay-per-view. When it comes to the pay-per-views themselves, it's still AEW. They've still got the best wrestlers in the world in the company. Mm. For better or worse, they're probably still going to deliver, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are. And I think as the general thoughts of like, it's again, you're coming in with low expectations because we're disappointed in the build, which then means that the, it's kind of a show where, you know, you're not going in hot and then by the end of it, you're kind of, you're pleasantly surprised. It's probably where I am. Mm. I didn't think again, with a lot of AEW shows, sometimes it's that absolutely killer, killer match. Now you would, might have different opinions from obviously being, being there live as well and seeing it where that was my overall thought. was like, there was, there was some good stuff. It was like a good solid pay-per-view more than anything else in front of like a, a, a hot crowd, yeah. So the stuff that needed to work, I thought for the most, well, with one kind of like, I think notable exception, like worked like, like for some of the stuff there, but then it, it's my issues with like the card and stuff, which comes into place, so the idea of a four way, the idea of a three way, you know, those kind of things that'll come onto it. The, fucking frankly odd soraya build and then the match itself and the rest of it but yeah yeah, that's that's like kind of it it in like you say it's it's in a nutshell where it's like they've got some of the best wrestlers in the world so you can't help but feel there's a couple of matches that are on there that are are always going to be good and you're kind of hoping that the mid card doesn't shit the bed really
0: well i was i was gonna say like going in obviously after that the Dynamite experience didn't really feel like I had you know that buzz that I usually would for a big AwP view weekend which is horrible to say when you know you've made this trip and spent all this mm-hmm. money um but you know we were out there you know for for other reasons as well as uh, as well as the show but I think I definitely felt it on the night you know we, we had a couple of the beers with the with the lads outside at a at a cool little uh cool little pub. Had some good IPAs and some good buffalo wings and stuff. Got me like right in the mood. we were right near our, our hotel as well, which was uh, nice. It's always nice to know your hotel's just down the road. You can nip home, use the toilet or whatever before you you uh, go to the venue and, and get there. And then we <laughs> we got it. We got in, and like it was. It took me a while to get to get in there, and it was. You know, busy, a lot of chanting, a lot of like the hard, hard, the core AEW fans. The atmosphere was, you know, was great. I kind of walked in in the middle, um, of the uh, the pre-show. wasn't going to be missing. I missed Rampage. I wasn't going to be missing uh Eddie Kingston and, uh, and Juna Akiyama for uh, for anybody. But once I got in there, the one thing I will say is while it was close to a sellout, you know. A lot of space behind, you know, with this. I think you can be creative, can't you, for AWWB? Like, if you're not selling <laughs> enough tickets, just move the stage closer to the ring and then the empty seats behind the stage don't count. <laughs> there was a lot of them. Um, that set up stuff. But there were a lot, you know, there was a lot of, like, we, I moved seats three times during the show because there were not like, you know, thousands of empty seats, but there were definitely hundreds and there were definitely better seats. Than I had, you know, was that that I bought on it on, <laughs> on the day, and I know Davy and Braden um, had, and they they kind of moved down and found a little area where we could. By the end of the show, we just all gravitated towards. Um, I ended up, yeah, kind of uh, sitting next to, to Steph Stafford a bit of the show, sitting in front of uh, David Bixenspan. There's another uh, thing wow. uh, to yeah, in a, in pre- in press row. So uh, that was a that was a laugh as well. Um, but yeah, we could just move it. Well, really, you know, and no one was really stopping you because um, yeah, there was no uh, there nowhere uh, real re- reason to. So yeah, it was. Um, I say it was busy, but not a full sellout. I would say, but definitely a a very, very a good atmosphere. And like I say, I felt like a definitely a like a professional pay per view um, setup. Oh, we were next yeah. to um, Nick Housman as well. That was the other one. That was uh, that was interesting to right. be next to the <laughs> the man. Was he on the blowout? Of Colt Cabana, Cabana again?
1: Can't <laughs> keep them two apart, can you?
0: <laughs> he had a couple <laughs> of things to say about that, which I, I won't say. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> that was weird.
1: I um, don't know Colt Cabana. <laughs> wink. <laughs> of course
0: uh, but yeah like I say once I got settled uh, in my place mm-hmm. um, you know we got, got to sit down and watch the show I mean did you have any uh, strong thoughts on the uh, on the pre-show anything uh, Anything stand out for you like I, say, I only really oh. saw the, uh, the last match um,
1: but it, uh, go for it yeah they, like, like on there I mean I felt the like, because I've not been into the number one contender tournament thing. The Ricky Starks Brian Cage Weird. match. What's going on with that? Like, what, just
0: wasn't it supposed to pay off at the pay per view? That that did get announced,
1: didn't it? I'm glad. Yeah, it wasn't and the then end. they announced the it because it on. would have been just completely lost in the shuffle. And you admire the attempt of going. I mean, it looks likely either Ricky Starks would win. It just feels like because of MJF being champion, so it just feels like the kind of obvious direction to go. And you can have a couple of good promos and the build-up to it as well that you know and then that's a real test for ricky starks but unlike brian cage is you know he's incredibly inconsistent isn't he like in 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 that way
0: that's so packed
1: why brian cage we could i mean okay he can have good matches like the ones against wardlow and he's a sight
0: but but why is he all of a sudden one of tony's favorite toys (laughs) okay like what's
1: changed? I don't know if there's like, is there element of, are we going to see contracts kind of running out and stuff like that? They're always the kind of thoughts I have when they start going back to certain people. But then he signed AR Fox for Christ's sakes. Just like, of course you, you needed him desperately. (laughs) And who else did they sign? They signed someone else, didn't they as well? Uh, No, no, it was Bandido. Bandido Oh,
0: Takeshita.
1: Takeshita. Yeah, of course. Like there's, you know, (laughs) This anyway, time and space. He
0: really... <laughs> anyway, he's great. I'm not gonna play him. He's oh, great. AR Fox is great too. I've gotta gotta say, you know, he's one of he's been, you know, of the like the post ROH in yeah. the year. I've always liked him. But a but a Dante Fox on Lucha underground, you know. Oh but, yeah. God, he's, he's, not he he's not saying he's not good one, that he was getting this contract
1: yeah. <laughs> But you know, good for him. He don't if Ring of Honor was his own thing. I could kind of understand it and even then I'd be like, okay, but he's been around a long time. I mean, so you're going back to the pre-show for the other stuff. Like the Best Friends versus The Factory is the kind of match that should be on a pre-show because it feels like the live crowd would like it. You get the kind of easy kind of pops and stuff with Orange Cassidy. You miss nothing on that. They had a serious Danhausen, which was a worrying thing. Because he came in and started doing moves. This is when I
0: this is when I got into the building and was like messing around. Mm. With, I didn't understand what was going on there. So he's like the mystery man, and it was Dan. Yeah,
1: okay. it was the mystery man. It was Dan House, and it was always going to be him. But he turned up later on, and he felt a lot more serious as he kind of he was using the did clotheslines and slams and yeah, and using the spike and the rest of it. And you know, it just kind of I was like, oh, Lee Johnson's a heel. He appeared. I, I'd forgotten all about that. But he like in the up. same with oh, did he? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Didn't yeah. see
0: any. was our elevation, by the way. JP made sure I was. you not? I was never in a building at any point where those matches were taking place. Mate, That's a good, good tip. If you go into these, good,
1: good work. You want to save yourself some time, beat that rush hour traffic. That's clearly the way to go on there. The only thing that was worth watching on the pre on the pre show, like you said, was Eddie Kingston, Junekiyama. Oh.
0: I was so happy. Like I, I re- I did feel guilty, and I know Wh did. You know, as which mm-hmm. as uh you know, uh, Eddie's, uh, Eddie's his boy. Uh, I'm having more yeah. the t shirt and uh, been a guest on the on the podcast and stuff. We would both go to the bar because we were at the post lunch and didn't uh, didn't get ourselves to, to rampage. Turned out to be for naught because I think I'd be, if I had missed the post thing to go see this tag match and then found out there was a singles match anyway like it, it worked oh, out for the best it. but the fact that the I think this was really cool to do Um, yeah. you know but it is a little bit it's like we were saying about Rampage I think you know if you're gonna if Rampage is a dead show which it kind of is at this point it's never gonna do more or less than you know the range it mm. does you know it's not gonna be breaking the 600,000 barrier at this point it's gonna be in that four to five do fun stuff, like have Junaki Armourin uh, to do something with Eddie Kingston, and then... Yeah. You've in, you know, they do introduce too many new characters. We say this all the time. Every any TV show you watch introduce new characters, the rate right AEW did it, it'd be a badly written TV show. But... For that said, this one I did personally get a lot of enjoyment out getting to see Eddie out there with the uh with the fifth pillar and you know even cutting that promo before the match like that was cool to be to be there for to see him you know emotional talking to uh to Renee and barely able to uh, to get his words mm-hmm. out like I think the match itself was a match I I, I don't know if I uh, maybe it was just uh, being there live in the building kind of getting settled I didn't think it was more than like a three and a half star match but yeah. as far as like a moment and an emotional kind of like thing for Eddie Kingston and where his career came from to, to where it is now mm-hmm. Um to wrestle one of his, uh, his heroes in, in a tri-state area as, as well with uh, a lot of his friends and family in the audience. It was uh it was just a really great presentation on that and a really, really nice thing.
1: Yeah. It came across that way um when watching it, it was clearly the highlight on there. I mean, I think, there was a few thoughts I had, like kind of at the end of it, like where I kind of thought, dare I say it, this should be the end of the kind of Eddie doing dream match type stuff and actually get him involved in some proper storylines. I did well, feel I've heard like
0: people say that he's in the middle of a story where he's on like they didn't call it a, not a you know he's like on a down period, like he's on like a yeah because losing streak gimmicks have always worked in wrestling. Like, yeah. Can we stop? Like as much that that would be my one negative here. As much as I loved this match in this presentation. I loved it for Eddie, personally. And if you gave him the choice, I think he... It's like Brian. If you gave Brian the choice, he'd be on Dark Wrestling, fucking El Serpentico or whatever. If you gave Eddie the choice, this is what he'd be doing. But you've got a big pay-per-view in New Jersey, and this is Eddie... Eddie Kingston is here. Like, there is a question about that for me. Um, I hope that we are moving back. I think the idea... Remember when we used to talk about Eddie six months ago as possibly being an AWL champion? Yeah. I don't think that's ever happening. But I would like to see him, especially in like a, an AEW where we've had a lot of missing people this year. I want to see him in a more prominent place uh, yeah. as much as, you know, overall, I enjoyed the presentation of this.
1: I always think he's he offers something different in a business where a lot of people resemble other people. That's And that has to be said in terms of I, I the way I've always viewed him is he's a method actor who you're hoping gonna gets the big break. And with that, there comes like the kind of various kind of baggage that can come along with them. But I think he's absolutely worth it. It's just like, I, I wonder if he'll end up doing stuff in new Japan. Cause they seem to kind of like him. And I wonder how that would kind of go over if he's involved in kind of storylines and the rest of it there. But like the thing I would have him doing if he's on pre-shows is definitely as hype man for the oh, show. Incredible. I wasn't it going to was, buy it. I was there. I wanted to buy it. I to hand over yeah. my money. <laughs> yeah. When he did the MJF bit and people oh, were cheering MJF and he brought up like, that was a sign of things you know, to
0: come fucking hell. I wasn't expecting yeah.
1: that. Well, it was, yeah, to extent, he, but not, to, not as bad as it was. Yeah. It, it felt like at that point you're like, oh, okay. Got the mood for it, but it got people hyped up and it felt, felt like he was in this kind of really big prominent place and making a mockery of the countdown and stuff like that. That was kind of great. And, that's what he offers you. Like he's someone who can genuinely work off the cuff and there's not a lot of truly reactive wrestlers when it comes to promos and stuff like that, because, and it's, and so, yeah, I just want to see him in a more prominent position. I kind of want this, like as much as I enjoyed that bit at the end, like I kind of want this to be the last time. He should be someone who's on the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, but but past like whatever you know, discipline issue there was with Sammy. Although you know, it sounds like in the, in this company, if you have a disciplinary issue, you come back with a bigger push. Let's have that for Eddie Kingston. Uh, I think mm. that would be uh, will be the goal. what well, a no, great great moment, great way to end the pre show. If you know, if he wasn't factored into pay per view plans, you know, I I think it was a, a nice move to to do this with him in there uh, and Junaki Armor. So there we go. That was a a great start, and it was a great way to yeah to hype people up. Uh, going into the pay-per-view, um, people wouldn't stay hyped all night because it was a fucking long night. I can get into that <laughs> as we go. But we did start hot uh, with the pay-per-view it- itself. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, kicking off with the... Uh with the big cage match I've seen some uh, some rave uh, reviews of uh, of this one uh, JP it was uh, it was cool to see a cage match live I, I enjoyed the uh, the big finishing spot even if uh, if uh, jungle boy landed uh, a little bit short in there but yeah this felt like yeah. a, you know a big moment um, for him um and a big moment as far as like the character maybe possibly moving on to the next um level going forwards Um yeah i thought this was uh i'm trying to think if this was, i was gonna say was this the first cage match i've ever seen live i think i saw something with Asus and and the a at a tna taping once um but you know outside of that maybe but uh yeah very much uh enjoyed it live um how did it come, uh, come across on the uh on the broadcast you had there uh, you had jim, jim ross on I- for this was it jp
1: yeah oh mate i don't know how you react when they do that they play the oklahoma marching band stuff i think i was having a piss during
0: that
1: i just that was what I, envi- I do think to myself some of these moments i go what was benno doing like i'll come on to one of those moments kind of later on but actually as an opening to the show i thought this was really good fun i like went three and a half stars on it it's a cage match there was only ever so much i thought the it was almost like i mean they've gone into full-on jack perry as mm. well like we are we are moving well past as they should do mm. like let's face it it's not a bad wrestling name as far as real names go um did you hear him it, in the it, uh, in the presser well he
0: got asked about it and he was like <laughs> in a very political way he was like i um, didn't really know jim ross was doing that i'm not sure if i thought it was you know the best act well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell Jim Ross what to do but it was just that you could no. tell because there should have been this big of moments maybe not to be like oh he's Luke Perry's son we all knew that anyway
1: oh, I'm not like, Jungle Boy and I'm not yeah. a boy anymore I'm Jack Perry yeah
0: Jim Ross pissed all over that didn't he like let's not <laughs> let's not wreck on this and say Jim Ross was right after all no he wasn't he was he was completely unprepared it was like calling Kane Glenn Jacobs you know in all his matches you know or, mm. oh there, there he goes Dwayne Johnson there he goes Steve Williams you know it's like come on I know it's his real name, but like, you're fucking good. Um But anyway, it's worked out in the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, it kind of did. I mean, I, I thought this match kind of served several purposes. It allows him to get past this feud for a bit while Christian's still injured. It's something that I could see Christian say, let's say he gets a TNT title shot he ends up having his title shot ruined. Like you build to that match for a little while. He ends up interfering when he's closer to being healed. So then you can have that grudge match blow off. But at the same time, he's kind of elevated as well in the meantime. Like the big spot, like you, I didn't think it came off like like that well in terms of like what he did. Like you said- fucking he, he high in it, the
0: building, got to say. That
1: yeah. That, that cage cool. looked fucking massive. Mm. Like properly high. Um, but it kind of served all purposes for it doesn't it and if you're starting off a show this is as good a way as you're you're going to do it what they do with luchasaurus i can can't quite work out cuz it kind of feels with him that like the kind of another killer monster like in essence what do you yeah where do you go with him he's kind of like on an island whereas at least with jack perry um it's going in a direction where you're thinking to yourself oh yeah yeah this like, I can see the trajectory of him, although it's point. slower than a lot of his other contemporaries like MJF and Sammy Guevara.
0: Well, I've like, I, I, I got two points there. I think with, with Jungle Boy, while I like the idea, I felt like this felt like moving on. Actually, he's not going to move on from this, isn't he? It's got the Christia match to go. But it felt like an important point and a big win for him on a pay-per-view going forward. I do can i picture jungle boy as a top guy in AEW at any point i'm not so sure you know like uh like darby allen you know darby allen's got a certain spot on the roster and you know feels in status i wonder whether that might end up happening to it's a jungle boy you're right on luchasaurus though like as a heel and a vehicle for this story cool like are the legs in him is like this heel monster going forward outside of this universe and and this story
1: Unmasked. Yeah. Maybe, That's the only maybe. real direction then, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll turn back babyface again. But all in all, I thought it was a, a great, uh, great little opener. And yeah, I thought that the show started off hot and carried on. Tony Khan card structure. Who can fucking predict it at this point? Um, <laughs> we go into the second match on the card. That's a
1: which... betting game in and of itself, oh, isn't
0: it? Honest to God. I, and it has knock-on effects for the rest of the show. I've got things to say about that. But i didn't feel ready for this the elite and death triangle like i wasn't you know i was still getting settled in my seat you know i had my hot dog i had me be fucking root beer there i was ready to you know ready to kind of get myself into the action tony khan doesn't deal with that he just throws the uh the big matches at you right away yeah the elite's big comeback um obviously uh death triangle i thought pat caught her, uh, a great promo and dynamite and he went a step too far i think him you know breaking the fourth wall and just being like you think we don't watch the telly like i I know i I know the elite are coming, I know we're wrestling and so I thought that was great. I think you could have done that without having the elite graphic and stuff and you could have saved the quote unquote surprise um for tonight but i thought for his part I thought he was great uh I'm not sure the news coming out of this how much i'm uh, I'm into the, the best of seven idea, but be oh but being there live for the elite coming back was was a moment like it was like because i was Mm. at this point in the night i was still in my assigned seat so i was like right next to the um the entranceway and like i could see when the lights went out saw the three of them walk out and like the people around me fucking exploded already before you even see them on tv yeah and then the lights come on and like they do the pose and that looked cool everyone's seen that fucking awesome silhouette photo of the three of them like that was incredible these are major stars to this audience like there's no i don't think anyone ever had any doubt about it but you know they are and being there live in that building and and hearing like the the crowd reaction for them like these these were fucking heroes coming home. You know, I'm a I've got my thoughts on the song. I think it worked as a one off. I hope it's not theirs going forward because I'm not sure it hundred percent fits their their act. Uh, the uh, come on my mm-hmm. way with some like Kansas, but it's a it's a banger. The crowd were uh were singing along to it, so it uh it worked in uh in that regard. And yeah, it was just unbelievable to 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 get to see like that reaction, get to see them uh come out. We still don't know, you know, in storyline where they've been or why but if you mm. just watch on the on-screen tv you might be scratching your head but i think everyone in that building knew the uh the real story and uh yeah some of that uh came out in uh, in some of oh, the yeah. camp
1: jp <laughs> it did which that, they made sure
0: um, to show on being the elite by the way fuck
1: oh yeah the they did they bug. turned the music off deliberately for that and they're
0: supposed to be in charge.
1: Dynamite's in- i know and they're, they fighting, and they're and they back in their roles. You could as you, EVPs as well. Which is
0: insane. They like, they should not have those jobs. Like, I'm not saying this is a Ben cm punk fanboy, but once you're getting no. into fights backstage, and like mm. you I just think and they don't do there's no indication that they're any good at these jobs anyway. I really think this was the time for them to step down from that. Um but yeah, like, like I say, showing it and being the elite, Chicago's gonna be interested on Wednesday. Because I, I can say yeah. from being there live, there were more than A few times people tried to get CM Punk Chance going. If I was braver, (laughs) I might have joined in, but I kind of let let other people because there were literally other people would stand up and be like, shut the fuck up. Like, there would be people in the crowd, like policing the rest of the crowd trying to get CM Punk Chance going. That's Um, not good. No, but the fuck CM Punk Chance were, you know, bloke next to me was doing it lots a lot of the it wasn't all the arena but a lot of the arena were getting in on that like i say the uh, the one that before even being the elite came out i wasn't sure if the camera caught this but you know the young books were kind of playing it up which i think everyone knew but they like gave each other like a little fist bump like yeah there we go they're on our side type of thing as they as it was going that to be honest i kind of laughed at that i thought that was you know fair enough lads you know he has a major life a nightmare for a couple of months but yeah, um, this won't be the last of the story, I suppose, is the, uh, no. is the thing as far as the uh, the no. chatting goes and which side the AW hardcores are on, but at least felt like the, uh, the travel and pay-per-view crowd have, uh, have picked their side.
1: I wonder if this Best of Seven series is enough of a buffer hmm. to, until perhaps the settlement with Punk happens and then they feel like they'll start making reference to it on TV because then they'll be able to be involved in stuff that... Is pretty much not just like a traveling trios match. Um, like you, as soon as I heard about the best of seven stuff, I was like, what? I was like, oh, because as a match, initially went 3.75 and then I watched it again. And I went, ah, actually, this is this is kind of what the trios title is there for. It, it fulfills that kind of need for it. And it's a hell of a lot of fun. And it when it goes mental, it just goes absolutely berserk. I mean, I think the idea of Nick um, Jackson um doing the um hurricanrana off the top rope on the phoenix as he goes on to everybody else landing on his back with a big fucking smile on his face is something that kind of sticks with you in that I, and i have to sorry go on
0: i don't know i was gonna say i'm not look i'm not jamesy i'm not like <laughs> i'm not one of these well,
1: people we've seen this before
0: well i'm not one of these I, if anything this type of match is designed for me i enjoy a good spot fest because that's you know, in a lot of ways, what these matches are—if maybe a an elevated version of that—you know, it's not exactly special K Landon on the heads. It's the highest possible level of that type of match. Um, it was weird being there live for this because, like, anyone who says like, "Oh, this isn't real wrestling. This is, you know, whatever." gate game's gone. I understand it to an extent, and it was actually part of me sat there watching it going, this is one of the fakest little matches I've ever seen. You know, the way, like, because, you know, Phoenix and is it Nick or Matt Jackson, everything they do, they do, like, in sync, and they're copying each other, and they all go, they all fall down, and they all spring up. Like, I was watching this going, this looks fake as fuck, but I've got to tell you, the people around me were losing their minds for every, Mm. the more convoluted and rehearsed a spot looked, the more people reacted to it. It was my life experience being there. Yeah. People love this shit. It's, you know, it's, you know, video game, you know, Hollywood film type of staging of, of spots. But... Yeah. It does work for this audience, like I say, I was, I was sat there feeling a little bit Jamesy and feeling a little bit like that, that kind of going, going, oh, these kids today don't know how to, don't know how to work, and that's coming from me. Um, you know, I bet Gareth would have maybe a, a similar take on it as well if he was, he was sat there live. But I also you can't argue what's in front of you, which is a live crowd losing their minds, and for mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, this would have been their match of the night. Uh, it wasn't for me, but. It would have been and you look at the you know the, the grapple ratings, you know, high for this one. It's yeah, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so you were gonna say so you went 3.5 originally you rewatched it.
1: 3.75 and I went up to four hmm. is what I did. Because I actually went, no, oh, this is of this type. This is like a very good match. I wondered just while you were describing that, it, it kind of is like the Marvel films of um of wrestling matches, this kind of style. Ultimately, it's all kind of artifice isn't it it's like on on the face of it it's not the kind of thing you're watching for kind of like depth and stuff the only time it's really had that kind of depth and meaning would be like and and this is awful i'm not saying marvel films can't have depth i'm kind of thinking of the recent films in particular like which for a lot of them have felt quite disappointing for me Mm. um but like so i get and it also feels like you've seen this before yeah. Which is did which is the feeling that I had, and that's why I wasn't going to go above four stars. Four point 4.
0: four six is the graphlog,
1: but fucking, I'm in three point seven five. <laughs> I, I get why in the moment, and it's enjoyable, and we haven't seen them have like necessarily something on like well, we have seen them do it not that long ago as well. It's just it it's there if it fulfills a purpose. It's great to have on TV. I don't know if you need it seven times. Before like kind of mid January feels. How are they going to come up with like? I mean, I actually, as an experiment, let's finish something in five minutes. But
0: let's see if they can come up. Yeah, some wild like that. Yeah, Yeah. wild ideas like that. Let's see what they can come up with. I think it's in in a a promotion that doesn't do many rematches. I think this is an interesting concept. I don't know if this is necessarily the match I want to see seven times. You know, it's not. It's not Benoit (laughs) Bourgeti for me, but like. I would be interested but say with the wrestlers in there who, you know, for any criticism you can give at the match, you know, there's six of the better wrestlers in the world, maybe Pentagon aside. Like, you know, they're all fucking top level guys, aren't they? They're gonna come up with yeah. stuff, you know. I always think, I felt feel like like watching the match as well, because you can see like Phoenix the young the young books, and you know, Kenny have got all these wacky ideas. Pentagon, you know, goes through the motions and does the spots and whatever. I always wonder is Pac, you know, when the plan on these matches, is he's just like, Fine, <laughs> like, all right, as long as yeah. I don't have to do it. He's like, As long as I don't have to do it, well, I'll just hang out on the outside while you do you guys do your nonsense and I'll it, just jump in at the end. Um, <laughs> he'll come up with some I mean, round and stuff for this you know, as well. You know, we've all got their benefits.
1: That is true, I will say. And at the time, like I was bewildered at the finish. Like I'm like watching that?
0: it. Do you care about that? Like this. Well, oh, but story hammer or... story. Yeah. No,
1: not really. Um, Who it cares? was more the shock on the fans' faces, yeah, to be honest with you. It was like, oh fucking hell. And I thought, I wouldn't have predicted that. You know, it would have been cool. one of these things where I, I just assumed that they would end up winning, but it is it it it's kind of good booking. I don't think necessarily the elite lose anything. It it plays into this best of seven series, which obviously wasn't a thing. If they said it was a best of seven series before, and I would have thought, well, I might lose here, yeah, because that's kind of natural. That is a story that you always want to start. If you want to start with an underdog coming from behind to win, it would have, story, don't you?
0: As much as I don't care about these belts, and like I said, I don't care about mm. this hammer stuff. It would have hurt the the. The, the belts it would have hair pack and the Lucha Brothers to just be like, okay, now you're not champion anymore. It's like Moxley isn't it, you know. They they made that mistake, yeah. Moxley and Punk, and you know, as soon as Punk you know but, comes back, you know, saying that either the you know they did that quick win as well. But you know what I mean, like doing that, just taking the belts off them immediately would have been uh, mm. would have been harsh. So that you know, this is a good, you know. I think at the end of it, books gonna make it come out champions, but you know at least Pack uh, and the Lucha Brothers don't look like scrubs coming out of it either.
1: Yeah, and I also think as well that you're hoping that it really to get Pack out of Death Triangle. Because I also think as well, if you're going to be doing into the UK, it might be a good idea to give him something of substance and meaning. (laughs) Like at some point, like outside of tags, outside of trios, and actually give him like a singles run as like this kind of great worker, bad news brown type figure of this kind of, you know, has no friends and anything else. Because that's like the best version of him. And I think then you can get the most out of him as well. Um, yeah, seven times, not mad on on this at all. And it, it, God forbid, I don't know, have Lucha Brothers break up as well. Something If it leads to kind of that, but yeah. I will say the use of Kenny Omega, I've seen him do one promo in another company will come on and you just think that's the version of Kenny Omega that I fucking want to see. That was also my thought after, I mean, we'll talk about it later on, Historic Crossover because like, it still feels like trio stuff. Seven matches, look, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fun, a lot of people will enjoy them. For me, it doesn't have substance, and it still is. At a time where... Are they going to do this best seven match to then lose it, and then the Bucks go in the tag division against the acclaimed, which is, in and of itself, an interesting dynamic, and it'll be interesting to see how the fans react and everything else.
0: If Punk was world champion and you know the world title was taken up, seen was taken up by that... You could understand moving the books and Kenny into this lesser role. Is there a reason for that right now? <laughs> not really. I guess I, mean, I suppose MJF Kenny's not exactly a match I necessarily want to see, but uh, I think he could help with that end of the cards. Um, either way, but
1: would be interesting. You'd hope. Like, it'd be you know, one of the then. things about like, the shackles being off. You'd hope MJF will start making reference to Colt Cabana all over the place now at this at this point as well, especially in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> you wonder, like... Yeah. that will be interesting. That'll be interesting. That will be, that'll be another interesting thing to have happen. But,
0: but, yeah, we'll circle back to that. we talk uh, some New Japan yeah. later. But, yeah, moving on. Uh, Jay Cargill and Al LaRose came up next. I can't imagine we're going to spend much time on this because um, it didn't really matter to AW either because this was... This is where I talk about the, the car placement. This was horrendous. Like, they, these these two of these girls had no chance. No chance at all. Like, literally my entire section got up and went to, went, went to toilets. Like, the entire arena felt like it emptied out. Because we've just seen the fucking one of the biggest possible moments on the show. Probably the biggest driving factor that got people into this building. More so than the uh, than the main event. And now it's Jake Cargill and Niall Rose. Everyone went for a smoke. Well, you can't go. There was no smoking area. Steph will tell you. But no, everyone went. Everyone went for a drink. Everyone, you know, went for a, uh, you know, for a slash. Like no one was asked. Everyone went for a hot dog. Like you know, there was just not an, um, no reason to stick around for this. And yeah, they had a match.
1: Like and it wasn't a very good one. Yeah, it it was a very lazy build. Heel steals champions title. Horrendous build. It's it's probably way of yeah. it, awful stuff. Like. And I quite like Nyla Rose because the thing that she offers is, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, she's got kind of decent acting chops on her, like she's she's acted before. And, like, we've seen her have good matches, obviously, in there against really good workers. You kind of thought, okay, there could be the good Hoss match part to this. But it just was dying a death, really. I mean, I wonder what else you could have put in there like for this but then this is where we obviously get into the card structure so it's there to it's there to die a death which then becomes this horrible kind of spiral that you know you end up with with people need to have a break after that it happens right in the middle of this match it makes it feel less important and therefore it's like well the accusation is you're not you're not booking it correctly and they'll go but you know gave them sufficient amount of time to have a match but it's like this is where your card placement becomes incredibly important and jay cargill is special like we'll still maintain that it's the i think if WD, if her contract came up how much would they be in there and they go right we'll do it properly
0: when you see it in real life you see it, and you're like fucking a lot of star especially seeing her up close yep. like she comes across that way i mean people are going to say well you know people would have walked out on whatever wherever this match was on the card. maybe it shouldn't have been on the card then you know it's probably my other <laughs> argument could have been on Rampage <laughs> or, Dynamite or something um but anyhow well we went from there into a Fatal four way uh, match for the ROH uh, title Danielson, Jericho, Claudio and Daniel got Ga- no Sammy Guevara um, playing the role of Daniel Garcia. Um, I, I think I'm allowed now, JP, to, uh, to, to uh, not that I haven't, shut up about it this last few weeks. What the, f- why is Daniel Garcia not in this role? If you're going to do teasing oh, no. in a match where somebody is turn- possibly going to turn on Jericho, will he help him? Won't he help him? You know who could have done that role? The person we built that story with for the last fucking four months. Yeah. Why, why did I invest in that only to just do it again I- with Sammy Guevara? What are we doing?
1: And we're going to replace him with a more with a, someone who is not likable. As well, <sighs> that's what we're gonna do. we're gonna throw throw this into the mix
0: what 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 was he, what <laughs> the match Why? now the match was very good and I'm gonna mm. I'll praise it. People are probably sick of me making the Garcia point. I've given... Look, let's say maybe on Dynamite, Garcia comes out and says, what's Sammy doing in this match instead of me? But the fact that he's been AWOL this entire time, doing dark tapings and whatever, I think he's just out the way because it'd be an inconvenience for the story because it doesn't make any fucking sense why Sammy's in this spot and he's not asked about it and he doesn't want to, you know, continue this on with Danielson and Claudio and Jericho, this storyline he was a, a major player in. And yeah, I, Sammy's very talented. He's in a weird spot where the way he wrestles, so watching him live, like do like his big dives and his mm-hmm. big spots, like that stuff's great. And that stuff makes him almost a babyface because they are babyface spots and the crowd are cheering when he does them. However, the man himself is so fucking unlikable that like he can't be a babyface. So instead he's in this weird fucking role. Um he was just yeah I think I would say he added to the work of the match as far as like the in ring quality goes, um I just don't think he necessarily added to the story, and it didn't make make logical sense, but I would say, as a match, um very good, um you know, I maybe would have preferred to see danielson like uh like kingston you know further up the cards in aw although again you give him the choice he probably wouldn't want to be but i don't think he gave him the choice he'd be doing this either i think he'd rather if, i think it's one or the other with brian he's either you know either make him your world champion or give him what he wants which is wrestle o the Wondercard guys like on a loop on dynamite on rampage which has got its own uh entertainment factor to be honest so him involved in the uh, in the jericho versus uh hopefully over after this i think jericho winning maybe indicates that Hopefully we're moving on um, for for all parties at this point. But um, that all said, well, all those, those misgivings aside, I did think it was, you know, a very good uh, in-ring match. And to be honest, the, the Dynamite match, the tag match was uh, was very good as well.
1: Yeah, I thought this was uh, this was one of the things I thought kind of overperformed. I, I said earlier on, I hate kind of three, four-way matches. are the kind of things that, I don't know, they, I, I get somewhat like annoyed about them because it feels like it dilutes what should be like kind of one-on-one for a title. It, it's like a cheap way to take a belt off a champion and things like that. And after a while, he becomes sick of it. You want to see a kind of element of integrity. However, like for this, like what they did very, very well is they managed to do the kind of pairing off stuff. So you've got, you know, two tag teams effectively against each other at the beginning. Then you get a bit of Brian um, Danielson and, and Claudio which then you get Jericho involved. Then you get the Jericho Sammy stuff. So as a match in the moment, I went 3.75 on this. I thought it was actually like a lot of fun. Um, like for, for what it was the stories in the media scrum, where you're talking about the idea that ring of honor might have to kind of be something that's like free on YouTube or, or something else along those lines. I, I, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. It needs to be its own thing. Like, that is ultimately, you just need nuts to be on AEW shows because dil- it convolutes it. And we're going to get into that with Samoa Joe soon enough as well. I about- whole
0: brand. It, it's yeah. for people who want, like, and I know, look, these are all AEW wrestlers in this match, aren't they? But like, mm. there's a reason an ROH pay-per-view does 35,000 and an AEW pay-per-view does 140,000. And if you put Jericho on it, it'd still do like, probably forty thousand, you know like there's just it's not a damaged brand but it's a lesser brand than aw and it just confuses things doesn't it and it makes things just yeah it dilutes the brand that's a that's an absolutely great way of putting it i agree um that's what it does yeah i wonder like whether the you know the joe thing coming up is is maybe we're going post invasion where a lot of things are going to merge, maybe, going forward. I mean, Mikey says here with Garcia as pure champ, that's the reason they wanted them out of this story. But I don't know. I mean, th- that story hasn't started yet. You know, if he's doing something with the pure title of mm-hmm. Final Battle, surely this would have been the conclusive end to him being involved with these characters. Anywho, that aside, yeah, there's. it's weird because like, you listen to Tony Khan talk about it and like he talks about ROHs like this really distinct separate thing to to mainline AEW, oh and i think it like i think brandon was saying this like it 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 is in tony khan's heads but not for the rest of us and not for the way it's being presented now it's it's in this weird mushy middle now um and the irony is in a lot of ways like up until like you know my misgivings about the garcia stuff a lot of the jericho stuff has been quite he's been very because it's jericho very strongly booked. He's probably booking himself to be honest at this point. That probably explains why Sammy's in the match that, you know, it was a Jericho call. Um so we has booked book strongly as uh, as champion. There is that positive there, you know, as far mm. as uh, its placement on the card it's just yeah it's in a it isn't a weird no man's land right isn't it like i think like you know you've surely i think i heard you say it on the daily update if you're gonna you know do with WWE, if you're gonna be selling tv rights you know like with NXT where well, you're taking this fucker too what what you're yeah. only gonna give us 10 grand for it so we won't tell anyone we'll just
1: bet it in with the dynamite
0: and rampage deal just give us some fucking hours i'm um, sure they've <laughs> got the uh negotiating sway to do that
1: it needs something because it just clogs up another title and, you know, talk about it. There's two TV titles knocking around the place, one of which for a company that doesn't have television. <laughs> like these things are daft. Yeah. Like if you're doing stuff like that. And I think that's, you know, it it needs to be its own thing, but it needs a separate booker. It needs He needs to be able to pass this on to somebody else to go, okay, right. This has to be its own separate thing, which means it can't be his vision. Like if his vision is AEW, like, I don't know, was he envisaging having his own proxy war between himself? Probably not. Like you need someone to come in and actually take it off his hands. I mean, God, you'd argue that Dynamite and the general booking he needs like help with that, let alone this. And I think that's that's the issue: It's star power to get a kind of tidy thirty 000 to forty thousand buys. That's what I think the Jericho stuff does. Got final battle, we'll have him on top, kind of guarantees there'll be a baseline of these many people will pay for it. And they'll be able to get it, and it's it's handy to have in the meantime.
0: Who's I mean, that? who's the final battle main event? Jericho over You?
1: I don't know. I thought it'd be Jericho, Claudio. Like if, but like that's it. You know, normally you'd say like if he wasn't pure champion, Daniel Garcia is. Maybe there's kind too of, many belts,
0: JP. Maybe we stumbled across that. Point. Well, you know, that's it.
1: it. <laughs> like that's the whole thing. Especially like if all the belts are on one company set of television of which you don't have enough time for all the belts you already have for just that company. Like, these are the kind of things that you see with some of the the build-ups, like, you know, the All-Atlantic champion isn't defending his title on this. And he's quite relieved because you think, thank God, like, we don't don't need that. But yeah, the Ring of Honor thing is never going to make complete sense to me.
0: Well, moving on from there, uh, we get into... The return of uh, of Soraya to, to a pro wrestling against the uh, Britt Baker um, after f- unbelievably only five years away, which was a uh, was a shock for me. I, I I was ready to shit on this match. I don't think it was good, <laughs> but I don't think it was a, I, I really thought this had disaster written all over it um you know the, the dynamite tape and me and Steph went to had, you know the, uh, the the additional promos from Britain and Saraya, and it felt a little bit like someone had had the word with Saraya. like I think you maybe tore Brit down a bit too much um, as far as uh, building up this match maybe you should put it over a little bit more make it look like you're actually going to beat somebody who uh who matters um when it comes to, to to the pay-per-view so I think they resolved some things there and then the match itself it was all right i don't think soraya embarrassed herself i don't think she made a massive case for why she should be on all the money she's on and have this position um she also didn't really give me i don't know I just don't feel like she's ever going to be much better than this. Um, I think the dirty secret were there, and if you hadn't heard the shooter Steph on the on the Patreon show, I think Soraya was always uh, she's a diva. She wrestled like a diva. She just had black hair and she was a goth. So you know she wasn't a diva, but she fucking was. Um, you know she's gonna have a lot of catching up to do. This match indicated she had a lot of catching up to do. But I will say, for a wrestler, I don't really rate. I thought Britt kind of held this together with sticky tape, if that. I'm still not willing to go. I would go higher than like two and a half stars on it. But yeah. what I'm saying is I thought the stealing on this was like two. So, you know, they exceeded my very low expectations and they didn't deliver the dud or the botch fest that I actually thought this was going to be. I think it was tidy enough if uh, unspectacular and, you know, not exactly the uh, the greatest uh, impression of uh, you know what Soraya could potentially give in ring in, in mm-hmm. AW. Don't know what came across on, uh, on TV, JP.
1: I mean, I thought it was too long, and I went like two stars on it. I can see what you're saying. Like, uh, I mean, it didn't complete. Faint praise. Bed.
0: I'm saying it's not. It's hamming with paint,
1: <laughs> the faintest of praise. Like, it's it's the the maybe faintest the bar the should fra- be higher.
0: Yeah, maybe the bar should be it never should be higher. This is this is allegedly the be. two biggest stars in the
1: division, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and it, it's one of the things where, like, I. I, I I just, I don't like you. I, like what Steph says, like she was, she's a diva. She's from there, but it's also a kind of mentality. She's like approaching it like it's TNA. Like that was always the thing in a lot of the build up. And they tried to salvage it with the the kind of video package, which was like, this is how the story should have really been. And instead it's like, rather than kind of how it was of somebody coming in and just assuming that they're better than everyone there, even though they haven't wrestled for five years. Um, yeah. As a match, like you say, it, didn't shit the bed. It just was kind of overly long and it just happened. I mean, I thought this was the worst thing on the card. I'm trying Did to think, you? was there anything? I thought the anything
0: match was worse. I thought it was
1: better. Oh, right. Yeah. No, no, tell a lie. Yeah. Cause I think I went like one and a half on Jay Nyla Rose and I went two stars on this. Like.
0: <laughs> just, what a race to the bottom that is.
1: What a race to the bottom. Exactly. And yeah, it's, it 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 just kind of you know where do you go from here? Like it feels like Britt is going to be positioned straight into the Jamie Hater stuff, building to an inevitable turn from one of them.
0: Which he should be, like
1: which he should be, and but this is something they should have done over a year ago. Yeah, with you know, and the I you know we, we'll get onto the Jamie Hater Tony Storm match when we when we get onto it. But like this is the thing. It's like immediately this is over and Britt Baker's right. I'm going to go into another basically higher prominent like well a a prominent storyline with the champion of which i've got a a history to be able to tell that story and both of them will be enthused to do it i think there as well but like say she kind of held it together but it it does have its limits and where do you go with soraya from here i don't think she's not going to be a credible title contender like she's going to be working loads on the road i doubt
0: it you shocked she won because i kind of thought like I don't know. It's a, it's a bit like the punk thing, isn't it? Like, I obviously of course, she was going to win. Not put her on that level, but I think you can justify a loss when you're you're rusty and you've been out, mm. you know, for
1: that long. It's not New Japan, though. It doesn't yeah. tell the stories that way. They always should do, and in in some ways, they'd already told it with the Elites' return. So would they do it twice in one night? Which is very much Tony Khan booking says, yes. Yes, I <laughs> it does, would. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm quite surprised now, he says, when you work it out, like, logically like that. But ultimately, um, like, I don't know necessarily what she gained from it. Because I think by the end of the night, after the Jamie Hayter match, i would completely do you, forgotten about it in relation to Britt. Hand on heart, is there anyone out there that wants to see Paige
0: wrestle? Like, really, it's a nice story. Good for her. She got to come back. She was emotional. Do I want to watch her wrestle? Do I care? Like, I don't... Was there a clamor? No. This?
1: <laughs> like... I don't think there was a clamor for it in the last couple of years of her being an active wrestler for there. It, yeah. it felt like her time and place was what? that was it, was it 2011, 2012 when she came up from NXT? Something like that. That was very much the time and place of where she was. An anti-diva. But in order to be an anti-diva, to an extent, you have to be a diva, don't you? So, like, that's that's the kind of counterpoint. But I mean, I would say that it's not like AEW, frankly, particularly more advanced in their storylines with the women wrestlers. There, I mean, Hater Storm has a better build because there's at least some element of real life that you can play into it. But everything else feels very contrived.
0: Funny because I get I get the higher because I think you know it's a women's division that doesn't have many big stars, and she was was keyword the big star in WWE I'm just not sure how much yeah five years later (laughs) how much that's actually proven to be uh you know to to matter but uh I guess we'll see it's one match in um the only way is up get in the ring with uh with RKJ you can teach her a thing or two maybe she can uh you know not Zach Zodiac Uh, he knows one or two things maybe too yeah we'll see maybe not the dad though um but yeah there you go that was I think that was a low point on the show um we then went into the TNT title three-way. Um, Wardlow Super Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs. No negatives to having an overstuffed promotion, JP, with too many wrestlers and too many belts. None, none that are immediately apparent from just the sheer booking and finish of this match. So let's talk about the match. It was all right, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Big, lad, big lad, you know, hot stuff i have always going to have a soft spot for. So, you know, you chuck a bit of that into the mix. I always think that's going to be a bit of fun. But like you, I, think I just hated the idea of being a three-way. I think any other combination of, of these three as just singles matches, I'd have it's been perfectly happy with.
0: Because I don't think it necessarily needed Joe. And then he won. Nope. <laughs> I think wolves yep. Hobbs was the play and what had been mm-hmm. built. And then Joe just randomly in like Russo-booking style turned on Hobbs and became a heel. Turned on Wardlow, sorry, became a heel. And we got a You People promo yeah. on the Dynamite I went to and now he's positioned as this here with two belts, this Samoa Joe looks blown up when he walks out to the ring and that fucking hurts me, you know, someone who oh. 17 years ago was in the same area at the New Yorker Hotel, like he's uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that before, He was he, he's one of my absolute favourite wrestlers of all time <laughs> I'd like Soraya, do I have an appetite to see Samoa Joe in 2022? I don't think I do um, I have an appetite to see the man I think the way he carries himself there's lots to learn, as mm. a promo mm. As a double champion, focus of this division, if there is a division, I don't really get it. Like I don't get this and call. Like I think
1: king of the secondary titles.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, su- I they must, be, they must be merging the belts. Like the, the even for Tony Khan having two TV titles is stupid. Um, yeah, you would hope that's the resolution coming here, but yeah, just the whole thing from the start seems odd, and I'm not hundred percent sure. Where they're going? Does Wardlow gain any I mean, Wardlow didn't get pinned there, so you know he, he got protected. I guess mm. you get the big crown moment where he becomes double champion, and then he's a two-time TNT champion. And there's La. Uh, maybe that is the play, but then Hobbs what happens to Hobbs? tap? Yeah. And he,
1: he gets through all the power bombs and stuff. So there was an element of protecting him, but that yeah. can be a problem. Mm. Trying to like we've said this loads of times, trying to protect everyone kind of ends up protecting no one for it, and. Yeah, he had the stare down, kind of or the look at each other between Wardlow and Hobbs, like they might end up teaming, which is a tag team I could get fully on board with, by the way, but it's completely unnecessary in this company. The idea of just a couple of massive, proper fucking shit kickers like them. It'd be like the skyscrapers in WCW, man. Just yeah. just two Sid Viciouses. Um, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Just cutting in there, Mikey's saying, yeah, Tony Khan's doing mm. uh, great news from ITV. Dynamite recently set the record of uh, TV, 210,000 awesome viewers. It's stuck stock in the UK. How do people do? People are used to count American American numbers and see increases like yeah. that and think it means anything. I don't think... How many of them people are purposely putting ITV on so much Dynamite as opposed to people who just have the second most popular channel in the UK just on? It like,
1: depends, that. isn't it? Uh, you get a World Cup like kind of extra, like let's say a game goes to extra time, push back, I'm a celebrity, dynamite on straight afterwards. You could have a, a potential big lead in, but I You're think Matt like, Hancock leading.
0: <laughs> Is he still going? Uh, maybe he could work an AEW show. I, I, I just think like...
1: And Boy with, George.
0: Team with Spike Trevay. Uh, but no, uh, Boy George and Zack Sabre Jr. There you go against... Uh, we'll come on to that in a little bit. <laughs> against Hancock and, uh, and Spike Trevay. So did you book them for, you lads? <laughs> um, that's enough progress talk on this show. They're not getting no time. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, um, what was I going to say? I've forgotten. Um, <laughs> yeah, TV ratings uh, right. in the UK. Yes. I, just, I just think there's... Uh, I don't know. The ebbs and flows are different. I don't think you can look at it and go, oh, that's a big show because of what's going on. I think it just, it it goes up and down at random. I don't, I don't know if you can, there's a real, when the numbers are that low, I don't know if you can Mm -hmm. really say that there's like a draw or a peak in interest around full gear.
1: I know that ITV have done a big thing of rebranding their streaming service. So they've moved from ITV Hub to calling it ITVX and stuff like that. I think there's various things they're kind of doing. And Dynamite very handily falls into content they're getting at a relatively cheap price that they can put on. I think it falls very much into that. Yeah. Um,
0: Mikey rightly points out it's ITV4, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah.
1: Which yeah. is all right for, like, you're talking about minor digital channels, but it probably, uh, ITV4 and ITV2 have always had a kind of idea, like, it's always felt there is a degree of worth to them in whatever small way, because mainly it's been for the spin-off shows of, I don't know, a Britain's got talent or an I'm a Celebrity. Like, it kind of fulfilled that kind of niche. How much you read into it, I don't know. It's probably as good a sign for the for the upcoming shows, though. Mm. Like, they'll view that and there is some interest in this, and it might mean ITV will go, oh, actually, this does all right. We Will put Renee Paquette on loose women or you know, I think do something a, mad. There's a lot of Our family fortunes. Canada. Vernon <laughs> Kay will be well into that one. <laughs> there you go, Vessel and family feud.
0: Um, but anywho, moving on, uh, from there into from the three way into the uh, well, what I would say with JP was the peak of the show. <laughs> you know, what? I can the logical part of my brain's gonna you know agree with. Those who would say signing Jeff Jarrett was a bad idea. I think signing Jeff Jarrett was a bad idea. Right. I think if he was going to be, be a backstage, have a backstage role, fair enough. But I think it says everything about mm-hmm. Tony Khan that he couldn't help but put him on TV immediately. Um, because, of course, we needed a new, new character. I think, you know, a match that attracts TNA chance is a bit of a negative. I think uh, inviting comparison...
1: Were they ironic TNA chance? I hope in not. In
0: some ways, but maybe not in others. But I think inviting that comparison is a negative. I think AEW did such a good job of staying away from that that now we're doing it and we're, we're leaning into it, it is not good. All those things said, JP. Live in the building... I had a fucking great time watching this match. This was like this was my favourite match live. And, I, and you, I I said going in it was gonna be, like with for all the criticism we can give it. Big match Jeff. Whipping up a storm of heat, you know, starting on fans yeah. in the crowds, wild brawl going now, everywhere. Doing that for some oh, reason. Amazing. Yeah, he was easy pointing at?
1: So I made you look like a Nazi so <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> So that's really dubious for the video viewers. Uh,
0: well, what's he? What's he Sorry. gesturing? as a get out? Is that what are saying? Yeah, you? It's, he
1: does that all he's the time. The like, and then, in, and then in AAA, he'd throw tacos. <laughs> like, he's, that. he's a fucking like, worker. Yeah,
0: but like you take you take <sighs> that, and you combine that with like big match sting who's willing to go out there and do naughty oh. dives like we were we were right above the section where he, he jumped off and it looked yeah. a lot worse than it actually was once we got down mate. to the floor and we sat next to brain and Davey because they were down by there it was like oh that wasn't that big a fall after all but it looked like he fucking dived into nothing
1: head first I, like he, that's what I th- I was terrified yeah because each time
0: it I'm actually wasn't that man. high sorry cafe, but uh okay. it looked great though It that's all that matters He's
1: 62 man yeah I, that's the f- like we can you know we can quibble around the details really he is no business doing that but you can like and he does them every time every and he was time? meant to have retired because of a bad neck like six seven years ago Dumb. and he was already well past it then darby's like the sting whisperer
0: like you, you can talk him to do yeah. fucking anything like yeah. he, he even had them like modeling his um his clothing brand on instagram like i, I wonder if that was what happened here because that was the one negative sting Looked like he just got out of bed like he had a pair of black pyjamas on. Like, I don't know what he was, what he was supposed to be wearing here. Um, I think he needs of a, a word off shift uh... work is what he had
1: done. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's totally. What he had done, he was on, you know.
0: Oh, Hard-shift of manual labour. Um, Actually. Like, big match sting combined with big match... Yeah, big trajectory. paint and
1: decorating job going on in Newark, New Jersey at the same time. Seeing <laughs> us to get around there. Cheeky him. bit of plastering.
0: <laughs> but like, you combine those what things... I'm telling you, this was a fucking riot live. I don't know how it came across on on tape. I'm guessing from the crowd rating, people didn't love it as much as uh, much as I did. But I had a fucking hell of a time This was this was the match where I felt like, okay, I'm glad I came here. (laughs) As much as I can, my the logic side of my brain still doesn't really understand bringing Jeff Jarrett in. The Jeff fan in me had a fucking boss time here,
1: mate. I wanted to know what your reaction was when you heard that slightly extended, (laughs) slower opening to my world.
0: Brilliant. Because (laughs) I I had
1: a massive smile on my face and it's just this, but it's the bit where it doesn't go straight into the, just the, just, just those early chords just put out. And you're like, I sat with a big smile on my face, imagining you pissing yourself, laughing, thinking he's done it again. Here I am. I'm I'm at a pay-per-view show in 2022 and Jeff Jarrett is wrestling on it. (laughs) And like you say, like, again, for his age, like you look at Jericho, who's wrestling in in good match. Like we forget the age of Jericho. It's ridiculous for that. You know, you hear you're talking Sting at 62, Jarrett in like his early 50s as well. And it was a hell of a lot of fun. I went three and a half. I never originally went 3.25. And I said, cheer up, you miserable bastard. That was great fun. You fucking already. smiled throughout. Yeah. I went three and a half. Yeah, like, it's a proper fucking match. Like, but it, but it had all the bits that are in there. We've seen these matches. I, I thought I'd be bored of them by now. And I'm not. And I thought I hear a big shout out to Satnam Singh who really fucking played his part in some bits that him and Darby Allen is a match that I yeah. don't know. Like looking at the size differential, I went, there's a lot of fun to be had here. And do you know what? He was all right. He, lived, he delivered a, a mean fucking chokeslam to Sting, which I was again worried about. And I don't know if he was rocked afterwards as well. Cause it looks. This is
0: this the thing. I don't know if I necessarily want to see him do anything else. I still don't see a future in Saturn Sing as a wrestler. Um, I think it's just like big one equals one. money is kind of the logic here with him. I don't really agree, but Darby Allen <laughs> is dragging something out of him, kicking and streaming, and these spots where he's catching him and launching him about the place and stuff, it's great stuff. <laughs> like, it is. That is. They should do that singles match on a big Dynamite or something like yeah. that. I think Darby will... Darby will come up with stuff. I don't know if there's any other use I have for the man, but him versus Derby is something I'm into, and I love that brain of Derby's as well. Like the only sad bit here was, and maybe maybe it should knock off a, a quarter star was was the uh, the finish where they were they were to be a bit too clever. Oh, yeah. With the uh with the uh the, the Jay Lethal springboard elbow thing and Sting was supposed to supposed to catch him with a with a Scorpion death drop and it just looked a bit sad. Um yeah. I mean, there's no way he was ever catching him to uh to do that spot. But you know that was a derby idea, but you know, the other derby ideas in the match I think re- really well. You know, the scorpion Ooh. death drop onto Satnam Singh with the uh, coffin drop yeah. assist and stuff and he recovered well enough for the finish.
1: By the way, on the TV, they completely missed the bit where he came down there. I'm assuming he hit Jay Lethal with a skateboard because he just was focusing on Jeff Jarrett's face while Sting's dying. He wheeled the long.
0: skateboard down the ramp, and then when Jeff tried, when uh, Jay tried to pick it up, he did their, uh, uh,
1: what you call it, sunset flip bomb on him. Sense. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Fair enough for that. But like, yeah, this was again, it, it fulfilled the need. I mean, you don't do you need Sanjay Dutton around the place? No if you just had Satnam sing at ringside, like I could kind of get that. Where does it go from here? What was the reason for this feud ultimately? I don't, I don't find myself caring in the moment. And I will, like you said before, like a couple of weeks ago, like we, we laugh at this stuff, but really he like how he's worked his way in. And again, we'll have that answer. If he goes, is he one of these guys like Terry bloody Taylor or whatever, who fucking, never like works his way from company to company to be just doing it on a much higher level because now he's in the room like when they're having booking means he's in the room he'll be gone he'll, in they'll six say he isn't. he'll be they'll be like oh, i'm just here to help out he'll either be gone in
0: six months or they'll be running the place what the place. nowhere yeah. in between um is your answer there but whatever i have fun uh, from there into what was to be honest as much as i enjoyed that probably the actual match of the night for me i didn't expect to say this tony storm and jamie hater i thought mm. these two went up there another cracking match i think the build yeah. was a little bit hamstrung by it not feeling i think there's a positive to having you know three distinct women's division feuds going on at once there's a negative mm-hmm. when two of them are as shit as they are on this pay per view. And this one, you know, luckily could uh, could carry the load as far as a match. But I think the other negative was that it meant, you know, this didn't feel like, even though it's the title match, the most important match in that division um, on this show. I think it definitely got dwarfed a little bit by the Britain, Soraya nonsense. But once they got in there, like, I, I quietly think Tony Storm, at least from a US tv point of view or let's say western mm-hmm. world include progress and people like that in there like i'm quietly the best run of her career i'm not sure she's having she's not having five star matches but i think she's having consistently better matches than you know she used to be 3.25 stars tony for me maybe she's now three and a half star to 3.75 star tony but i think she's on a on a good Good little run here, and this was this was more of a four star match. I, I I would say here and and uh, Jamie Hater. People were not just Braden and Davey dancing uh, the, the, the down below us. We could see them going <laughs> at it um, to Jamie Hater's theme. That part of us over as well. But as an act, she's over. She's got a great little um groundswell mm. of uh, support behind her. That does hurt Tony a little bit, as Tony was supposed to be the babyface here. But it meant the near falls all meant something. I thought every near fall in this match was. Believable. Um, I think it had one of the probably had the best close in five minutes of, of any match on this card. And yeah, I just thought this was a a really, really strong match. And yeah, I think there's an argument for this being, you know, the best match on the show. I think most people will go with the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers tag, but for,
1: for me personally, mm-hmm. I i thought this was better. I'm probably not as high as you on it necessarily, and I don't know whether or not it's sort of at that point whether or not the kind of exhaustion started to mm-hmm. even set in for me, and I was watching this on a Fucking Sunday morning, for Believe God's me, the sake! The
0: crowd would have, we were getting a bit tired. I was yeah. having a second wind. I was in my element of the night.
1: The blood, it, with the blood, it picked up. That was the thing. I kind of, when the blood was there, it felt like at this point it kind of become the vicious kind of feud between two former best friends and the rest of it, who are having this row like with each other. And the Tony Storm stuff. I mean, what I'd say is, it, she, she is showing progress. It's not like quite, you know, when it comes to rain's of this title, this is not definitely not one of the worst ones. It's Mm. just kind of up there considering the position who's kind of put into as interim champion. If I'm, I'm even surprised that they haven't just dropped the interim. I think they will. Like uh, at times I just wonder why just do that. Are you bringing Thunder Rosa back? Is that a Mm. thing that's going to be happening or can you quietly let her go if she's more trouble than she's worth, you know, that those kind of stories putting on to Jamie Hay, it was clearly the right choice. And like you say, those last five minutes I thought were great on there. Um, you know, crowd were massively into it, which, you know, there's been a lot of times, like you've mentioned about the previous women's matches, it didn't get that here. This is, and I think it's partly the fact that Jamie Hayter feels, and there's going to be a theme of this, the crowd, it's the homegrown stars that they're really invested in. Mm. And it's those people who are around, you know, around the pandemic, not long afterwards, who are kind of there, who I think, that long-term audience a more intrinsic, you know, want to go along with. And Jamie Hayter falls into that category of someone who was there at the very, very start, then kind of went away, then was brought back like with Britt Baker, you know, and has been someone who's more and more kind of prominent as we've gone on, has had a couple of absolute bangers, wrestles that kind of hard hitting style, which I think is just the way to go. for for her just to add something different to the division. But yeah, um, I have to say as well, Rebel and stuff. I find, I think she's uh, like really fun for the act as well. Um, But yeah, getting into the Britt Baker stuff afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, where are we going to go with this? We're going to get some sort of bizarro world. Randy Orton wins the title and Triple H pulls his thumbs down or something like that. You know, (laughs) well where do we go from
0: there um well yeah i think i think they'll I, I, I think it's definitely a few months late but i think you know we were probably going into brit jamie territory that the, mm. obviously brits uh you know hugging the limelight a little bit at the end but they did that subtle enough um you know, i think there's uh, there's good ways to go from here so yeah very much uh enjoyed that as a match and yeah moving on from there this is definitely i think if the the audience were a bit tired there but i think came alive for the finish I do think Acclaimed and Swerve and our glory. I expected it to be louder. Um, it was still plenty well, was loud because the Acclaimed are over, but this was where you could feel a little bit like this has been a long night. This, um, you know, we're getting the mm. second to last match treatment helps in you know is is great placement in some ways and in other ways can be a bit of a poison chalice after a, a after a four hour plus show with uh, with pre show and uh, another nonsense, but. You know, I think it was probably it. It definitely wasn't the strongest match of the uh, the series, but I think it did the uh, the job it did. Like I say, the they're an act who have came out of this this week kind of you know realizing what a incredible incredible job AEW have done with them. You know, I think they were, they were literally just two singles wrestlers that Tony Khan put together. I think the acclaim was even one of the. Uh, the names used for tag teams in his EFET, uh, like Dynamite and Rampage before. Course, I think I saw Rover point that out. Um, of course, uh, probably
1: Trustbusters as well.
0: Probably, you know what? Yeah, uh, that's got to
1: be based forget. on uh, him uh, as yeah, a wrestler. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, there's a lot of that. It's probably what Leo Rush was supposed to be.
1: Tony Canvari. Big
0: Money Matt. It's like uh, it's his version of Million Dollar Man in it with Vince and JBL, um, coming up with uh, <laughs> characters that are that are him in real life, but. Yeah, I thought I thought you know it was a, it was an okay match, but it was more about the story, wasn't it? Um, yeah. the, did the commentary explain like what was the what was the deal with Billy Gunn? Was he banned from ringside? I didn't.
1: Kind I never quite picked up on that. Yeah. It was just like he wasn't there, and I was expecting him to be there. And yeah. I thought, well, he would be he's doing some big running. I think is it something did Swerve hurt his fingers, or was that from a previous storyline?
0: I yeah, he did. Yeah, you know with the whole the stupid yeah. But, um, oh that oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Oh, I missed that was on that They rampage.
0: forgot yeah. about the week after and then yeah. since retcon the Billy gun's really angry about it. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was weird if uh, I assume I missed something. I don't know whether you did too, to explain why it wasn't there. But you know, we came out came out later, so you got you got that moment too. I thought I'll, I'll say I thought the Keith Lee um turn with Swerve was done well. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ways you could have gone with this. I think, you know. Keith Lee just having enough of Swerve and walking out is yeah. the best outcome. He doesn't look like a dope then, because you know everyone and yeah. the uh, everyone can see what Swerve's doing, you know, and if he. You know, like a uh, like a sting in the past got uh, got turned on by Swerve and sold it as some kind of shock. I think he did look really daft. So I think him seeing through Swerve's bullshit and leaving him there for the uh, the acclaim to uh, to run through, I thought was uh, was good booking. And I think overall, I think the the booking of this feud has been very good. I think the I at first. I didn't want to see Swerve and Keith Lee as a tag team. Mm-hmm. I understood the reason why they put them together because they were both coming in at the, the same time with a similar story and, you know, it was hard to slot them both into the card. But, mm. you know, I would rather have seen the tag division being built around another act. But I think, you know, they, they turned it into this really well-woven story. It's gotten Swerve over. And if you want to talk about, you know, a wrestler with a, with a clear, you know, upside in AEW, like, Outside of MJF, who's basically a babyface now, Swerve could be the top heel in this company um, going forward. I think this this little run has established that, established him as a personality, and I think people who maybe weren't quite sold on him when he first came in are probably sold on him now. Seeing him live, both at Dynamite and here, and just be this slimy heel—he moves different than everyone, than everyone else on the shows. He's got this distinct character that's really working for him. I think it's been great for him, and it's been great for the Acclaimed. You know, they've just quietly become probably the most overacting in the in the, yeah. in the in the in the company and it they are it's the obvious comparison based on who manages them what they are like they are a modern day new age outlaws they are that reliable act and could come out and get you that big pop that cloud crowd pleasing um act and yeah, the upside there is uh, is there for all to see. Um, I think this feud's over now, but I think it's, uh, you know, on, on a show where I'll I'll, I'll criticise a lot of Tony book and I think he's got it right with both of these teams and all four men are in a much better spot than they were uh, before.
1: I would agree with that. I think it's kind of slightly the detriment of the match, which right. in the scheme of things is the most kind of thing you can easiest jettison on here. If you think of the outcome, acclaimed the champions, they're over, the live audience loves them. Keith Lee... Breaks up with Swerve Strickland without it being ridiculously predictable, like you say not being a dope. Swerve gets to kind of shine now. He's got that little bit of righteous indignation he would be able to throw in there as well, and feels like as a as this single singles like don't have him teaming up with anybody else, just having being a really untrustworthy bastard. And it there is a position for it, like I think you know, there's there are people who could potentially fill that role, but he's kind of the most interesting, and Keith Lee. If they can get him into something serious and more substantial, you'd really hope they could get something out of it.
0: Can we get him out of that pants the... first?
1: Yeah. That's
0: yeah. not like that. No, in, in another pair of pants, just not the ones he was wearing.
1: <laughs> what yeah. was he wearing? Dirty <laughs> like, so... gets, aren't he? Lowering the tone here. Aren't I'll you? say
0: put him in a singlet and call him a bear cap, but can we not do tight, grape no. sweatpants? Like, what was he doing? That's.
1: He had a cool kind of dragon top on him the other way, a couple of weeks ago, and I found myself searching for it online afterwards. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think it kind of got them all to that place. It was just strange as a match that the focus was on the heel, well, nominally heel tag team doing it. And there's really only one heel in the match Mm. as much as anything else. I suppose the dynamic was very different from the first match, which entirely over-delivered. And I think we'll, you know, quite possibly can end up being in my top 10. Well, I think it will be in my top 10 matches of the year. Like, and at least we had one match like that. It's not so the others have been bad, but they have been diminishing returns. returns. It's in the best interest. This ends, this has now ended. So like, it's, it's one of those rare occasions, like you say about Tony Khan getting the booking, Right but also not dragging it on or phrase. not Someone's going through That's
0: true. going into this cut. <laughs> What's
1: that? <laughs> One of the
0: rare occasions that Tony can't get in book and rights.
1: <laughs> Recently. Oh, that's, well, right. We are fucked for press. All right, that's cool. <laughs> Let's just accept that now. That's gone. They'll listen to this and go, nope. Uh, Mikey I'll says, I can yeah. follow at the same time. There we go. Mikey says, get him out
0: of that pants title for the show. Could, could be, could be, get him out of those pants. Um but yeah, like I guess overall, great bit of business. I was less, yeah, for this one, I was definitely less focused on the uh, the. Keith
1: Lee's pants. But, yeah, there we go. There's a time <laughs> oh, done.
0: Well, from there we went into the the main event, uh, Moxley and uh, and MJF, and yeah, I think it was, you know, mm. pretty apparent from the Kingston promo early on who was uh, who the crowd were going to go with. To the extent it happened, though, I am still a bit shocked, like Moxley. He'd not done anything wrong. He came out and just got pooped out of the fucking building. Like yeah. he, it was quite funny, you know. Obviously, end of the match, MJF wins, and then the same fucking people sat next to me and all like chanting "Thank you, Mox." I was like, "You fuckers, where were you ten minutes ago? <laughs> you <laughs> giving the poor bloke shit? You know, carried this company on his back while uh, you know everyone else had fucked off." Um, but no, in all, in all seriousness, yeah, it was. It feels this feels very Steve Austin Vince McMahon. Like the regal turn, obviously, is the big talking point uh, coming out of this one, and obviously the MJF title win. I was watching this, you know, we, at this point for the last two matches, we'd moved further down, so we were with like the post law, and we were kind of talking about, it, and it was like, yeah, this like the way this crowd are reacting to MJF. If they really think they're turning at the end of this show, like they've got another thing coming. It's the, you know, Steve Austin turning in Texas stuff where, if anything, Mm. he got cheered even louder when Vince helped him. Mm. Uh, This kind of happened with MJF, which also made me think, can MJF ever be a heel again? If the answer is no, like a lot of people need to have a (laughs) strong look at themselves because how the fuck have we ended up in this position? (laughs) But I think the position we're in, I think MJF played the role well. I think the turn was. If it is a turn, was well executed. I feel bad for Moxley. I feel bad for any MJF opponent going forward. But I suppose not every show is going to be in New Jersey. So, we, you know, we'll see how they the stick the land on it. We'll see how the promo goes on Wednesday. Is it going to be an all time a heel promo from MJF? Where it's like, you know, I fooled all your people, greatest trick the devil ever pulled, blah, 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 blah. blah. Real stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, I don't think it was a very good match, to be honest. Um, but I did think it. Similar to the one before, he delivered on what you know what the 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 goal was, which was to tell the story and to and to put the belt on MJF at
1: the end of it. I'd say I probably enjoyed the match more than you did. Yeah. I thought the match was fine um, uh, on the whole, and the twist there, which I think you'd called, hadn't you, on the preview show that like the idea of regal turning lot, heel, you'd mentioned. Yeah, it. I think a lot
0: of people had, to be fair. I it was,
1: it was, yeah. yeah, it was like what other direction you're going? I'm glad the Blackpool Combat Club is blown up. If that's the case, I'd be, I'd be very, very happy for that to be there. Cesaro got to have his Switzerland shirt out as a, as a, as a piece of merch. So he'll be happy with that. Um, it just, you know, I thought to myself, like, you know, MJF has improved as a worker. Like there's stuff in here though, that it was like watching him work as the orthodox baby face in peril like throughout so much of this, which I just thought was, I found that interesting. Now it might just be me, and I'm expecting I'm kind of on an island. I think I was above the 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 rating on the app for this, but um, because I think I I went four stars, which probably seems like like well, kind not of
0: that far, well, if You're closer than I am. That it's three point well, seven nine the average. And
1: I think with MJF the thing that became very apparent when I showed his record at the end, he's only had thirty singles matches in AEW. How many tags has he had? Not that many in the scheme of things. Some, but he very rarely wrestles. Like he is a kind of a non wrestling wrestler, but he's the most compelling character they have. The thing I think if they want to make him heel, the only storyline that makes him a heel is him saying, I'm going to take the AEW title to the WWE. My contract is running out. And that's the only story is you make the heel WWE, you turn it into competition, it makes it seem like you're going to go over, you know, you'll bring up that you, you know. Bret Hart you'll bring up Ric Flair in 91 all manner of things you know you'll pretend to do Medusa I think that's the only way they could do it and I'm still no way near convinced it'll work because people they love the act that's the thing it's but can it work on that big level that they need it to because if you think of the position of them as a business like and by the end of it, I think Mikey in the chat mentioned this earlier on, this did feel like it, we're primed for a big reset. Really, for the most part, we are, you know, other than the best of seven series, it feels like everything else, all the other kind of major titles are going to move on and hopefully into different directions. And it feels with him as champion, it's fresh and it's new. And like you say, originally, it would clearly be in his head. Uh, you know, he takes the title off CM Punk that was like what this was meant to be and moxley played up to it well as we've seen him do it in gcw so it's not like he's not averse to kind of getting these kind of receptions and knowing how to moxley play along great.
0: with great moxley like without being mm. a dick worked healing that he was just more vicious and the more yeah. vicious he was the more the crowd turned and I'm like you know they might be say, MJF was working baby in the match that's yeah. that's been the story you know and that I think they they made that work for this particular story. I think Moxley for this particular crowd worked. Like it was quite impressive to watch him do it you know not actually mm. portray ways as a character and start like you know doing things completely out of character and telling the fans to fuck off and and whatever although there was you know it was a couple of uh of frosty moments it was more about the fact that he just yeah he was you know if the fry were cheering mjf he'd hit him that bit harder and he'd bite him that bit harder and he'd just be yeah. more John actually if anything i did think he gave a good performance in the match even if it wasn't, i wasn't you know i i went I went 3.25 on it. Maybe that's harsh. Maybe it's close to three and a half. I do think it's a, you know, you want your main event to be above four, Killer. I would say. Um But, you know, that's, you know, you went that, so fair enough. You know, that's the uh, that's the difference there. But the, the bigger question I'd ask though, JP, is like you say, going forward, MJF freshing things up. If we're presuming he's going to be a heel, saying that, even if he's a baby face, who's he going to wear? Who, who, are, the, who are the people that would, Work with MJF now. Let's let's mm. let's start with him as a heel. Who are the opponents? Like who were the Brian? Well, the team?
1: first one, yeah, you'd have Brian. I mean, I'm assuming Moxley gets his break now. Yeah, he's on he's more than a he's on holiday. Good, and he deserves it as he should be. Yeah. Um.
0: And it also, the only thing short
1: in- changed by that, mm. either, I did worry when
0: they put no. the belt on him that it was going to be another short term. Um, Rain that would hurt moxley in the long run i think he's had it for long enough that we're all like okay fair enough i'll have to move on he's been screwed out of it so uh, yeah he's probably fine
1: let him go maybe do the new japan dome show like you know something that'd be something i could see him doing as well in the meantime which i'm kind of absolutely fine with but yeah like who else is he and then it feels like it's gonna be ricky starks next but then if they're going to be like, this is where you get your Ethan Page and the fact he's in the firm and the Stokely Hathaway stuff, which I've got no interest in. Because I have to say, as Gareth will say about Ricky Starks, I don't see it. When I heard a lot of the Stokely Hathaway stuff, there's times I thought, this guy isn't as good as I'm kind of... I can't argue with you, what he's done on TV. ...being led on to believe, like on TV. I've not seen a lot of the Evolve run. I can get the idea that in, like, You know, those settings and scenarios, he could be great, but he just doesn't connect. So there's that heel faction. I mean, I think the thing is, do you want him wrestling? Like every week in some ways, I want his title matches to be more the special attraction. Like I think the the draw in him is him as promo. That's what it should be. So it feels like his value is trying to get Ricky Starks to have good promo battles with him for a match where they can do a bit of bells and whistles in order for MJF to retain the title. But Ricky Starks comes out of it looking better. Like, effectively playing Ric Flair, really, but he's not the worker that Flair was in the 80s. Or, you know, so it, where can they go to? There's there's a lot of interesting directions. It, you can go Wardlow. There's a direction. But yeah, then I think Wardlow... Wardlow if Wardlow was hotter, which he isn't, and I'm not convinced he will be after this Samoa Joe feud is done. Whatever happens there,
0: even Stark like, it feels a just bit like it's mm. not like we've seen him rise through the card over time and it's end. It just feels like Tony Khan's decided now Stark's gonna move up the cards. Yeah. It's not like Ethan Page, as much as I enjoy Ethan Page as an act, it feels a little bit out of nowhere that he's winning, he's getting yeah. all these scalps all of a sudden. Like it's not really consistent with where he's been on the card.
1: Jungle Boy's Jungle a good Boy, stopgap. That's good
0: throwback. It's a bit like you know, when you saw like. Rock and uh, Triple H work each other, you know, on the undercard yeah. ladder match at an icy level. And then it's a world title feud. I could see that. Well,
1: they're the feuds you could go back to. You go back to Derby. There's juice in that. Haven't done it for a long time. It, Again, they would have to get Derby like or something. Getting the, yeah. You would need to heat Derby up. The, the issue is, is the AW fan, like that fan base that kind of loves those originals or like a certain amount of them. Are they gonna Are they gonna turn on a derby for MJF? I don't know if it is gonna necessarily be. Like Liam mentions they really looking forward to MJF versus Big Cass. <laughs> Said no, I, whatever. There's a part of me is just gonna be that match of, is happening, hundred percent. Well, Big Cass playing Kevin Nash and the finger poke of doom, or something <laughs> along those lines. That's what I could. That's my. That's the image I've got in my head of him doing that. With not anywhere near the amount of charisma that that Big Sexy has
0: all they were all all over the build to this like they then just didn't turn up for the pay-per-view i mean i'm not complaining too much because i don't think i necessarily wanted to see it but like what's nah. the fucking point and all that um maybe we'll see know. on dynamite who knows but yeah as a match i i just didn't think it was well titled top top of the card level um like i said i'd go three and a half at, at tops on it which isn't me saying it's a outright bad match i just think not a great match um is probably what i'd say for it but yeah, all in all, you know, we had the the big say big regal moment at the end of the show. I think to me, the fact that Regals with MJF now, and I, I know this wasn't on the the TV broadcast, but obviously after the show, they had uh, Claudio and Brian and uh, and Wheelie to come out um, and try and uh, console uh, Moxley, and they had a really nice little moment where Brian had to explain to Moxley what happened because obviously he didn't see it, he didn't know what that regal had turned, and like Moxie's reaction was priceless. Um, so like, maybe those guys will be out for blood. It can't be the Blackpool Combat Club anymore, JP. What at the Good. combat club? Um, Good. <laughs> who knows? Not um, sad. Hey, that's all some merch, apparently. Those uh, T-shirts are hot sellers for people who don't know where Blackpool is or what it is. Um uh, no. Yeah. Mikey says Kenny could be the you, We'll see. Um, but, yeah, um, I guess I guess we'll see. It, it does put Wheelie Usher in a really, really weird position because he was the young boy of the Blackpool Combat Club, but if there's no Combat Club anymore, what's he? Yeah. Um, in the grand scheme of things, you know? Um, I guess we'll see. But some interesting... T- Directions actions uh, come out. And overall, like a TW, isn't it? They do, no matter what your interest level is, and I think Forbidden Door was the, the biggest lesson of that for, uh, for, yeah. for all of us. They can still deliver uh, in ring and they did. Uh, and yeah, I guess it'll be
1: about what comes next. It's just the bloated nature of them. If you want Rampage and Dynamite to mean something, there's some of these matches, if you really felt that heavily, that could be built to we'll as the main event out. given proper times. Like, the things like you want to do, like, you know, rather than this idea of overstacking it and like say, burning it out. Cause there is a part of me that after watching the zero hour you put on the pay per view and you see three hours fifty four and you go, Oh, for fuck's sakes, yeah, lads. Like, come on, like you, have, on, you like, could feel it. You could people You're not shortchanging me. people. It's like this misguided belief that you're shortchanging, but you're not, you're not shortchanging them. Sometimes they appreciate it. I don't finish at a football match going, do you know what I'd love to see another half hour? <laughs> maybe if I was there watching a sign, I spank Spurs seven 0 I can happily watch half an hour. But why really
0: free wrestling that you get? in if you watch more matches.
1: <laughs> again, and maybe I'll, if we're watching in Dubai, we might feel differently about that. I'll there just point it out, it out for again, everyone listening who's uh, who's thinking uh, it. <laughs> yeah, there is. That. Uh,
0: we're not going there this week, are we? No, um, you know.
1: no. Even I said like last week to the intro we, um, for the for the like it was like look. At, at most 10 to 15 minutes we could have pulled out of that like, there was not much else we could have spoken
0: about like the great john bryley said you know i uh it's not my business anymore that's that's my take i, I was i was on me all of these days, the man who's so played,
1: played the there. absolute blinder <laughs> out this. I'm saying. Oh,
0: I, I, I was on me all of these so i tried not to to get involved but obviously no. there is a uh obvious irony with the uh, the former punk rock promotion that, uh, that shouts about uh, certain rights uh, going out to a place like that but uh, hey it is what it is it the funniest thing about that is that they're not even doing it for the money like uh, I think I, that is getting lost a little bit I think people are seeing like you know soul show yeah people are people seeing it. it's not that is it they're literally just going because you know there's a promoter out there that wants them to go and they all want to go to the World Cup like that's purely what's happening like it's it's still like you know you know Feels a little bit tasteless to uh to to to, to go at, at this time. It'd be but worth it. A lot of criticism for that. If for that sitting in fucking
1: car. Doha in a stadium drinking <laughs> just Coca Cola and nothing else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Moving up. Moving on from there though. Yeah. Any other takes on it? On AEW? Like I say, all overall enjoyable show. Yeah. Um. Glad though Glad that was there in the end. Um. You know. I think. I think it definitely peaked early. Um. Yeah. yeah, I, I think the staff. Like say, the bit the the company isn't falling over tomorrow. I think it's still going to be here in five years. But I do think you know, AW's rise as the hot promotion. Uh, I think we're. I think this year yeah. we're, we're definitely seeing a leveling off, and I think that's reflected in uh, in overall interest in the in the product right now. And uh, um, well, we'll see what they do to uh, to get out of this. What feels like slight funk
1: It is, and it's like a kind of funk in a few ways, isn't it? And that's why I think the big reset. Like we've said it before. Time to change the set. Time to change the setup for this. I like the fact that it was the two LED screens and they all come out of one entrance. You don't need the alternate entrance things now. That's been kind of done to death. You need to change around. Dare I say it? Change the theme music. Looking at you, this is Rampage. Like, <laughs> change that kind of stuff around as well. It feels like at the end of this pay per view is the perfect chance to reset a lot of feuds and kind of go in different directions. Less titles. While we're at, it in terms of trying to how to fix AEW, there we go. We just throw throw that kind of stuff out there. But as a show, like you say, this is the thing I think we expect from these pay per views. And you know what? Ring of Honor final battle will probably be the same, mm-hmm. where they put on shows with enough good matches that you kind of kind of like it. If you like professional wrestling, it's just that are you then going to stick around for the TV, or do you think to yourself, actually, I just need to check in with these pay per views that I can give the TV a miss. Yeah, Which I suspect they're looking at hundred and forty thousand by. That might well have been the case in some in some parts.
0: And yeah, you know, I guess uh, I know, the other lesson is if you're like me and you go go there live, skip darks, skip uh, dark. When they come to the yeah. when they come to London in twenty twenty three JP, yeah, I would uh, recommend uh, skipping dark and uh, dark elevation. <laughs> Anything any more on that? I know we mentioned it briefly before the show, but uh, I know uh, yeah, that's as we said, you know give us some more information tony like london could be anything yeah. copper box could be you know fulham could uh, craven cottage could be as you've said the your call Could know could be your... <laughs> I, I mean i think i think we'll, the we'll... cockpit
1: that's yeah, a ballsy yeah. move 125 <laughs> boutique with 500 quid a ticket
0: oh well, I, th- I think as you said the guess the guess is probably you know at 10, 10 or so thousand London show, maybe paired with a, a show up north, maybe a couple of nights, Dynamite yep. Rampage, and maybe, let's say, a Battle of the Belts or something like that. Maybe that would be... Uh, I think that is the plan. ...that's coming, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's probably what we'll see. Um, and there's like a lot of uh, a lot of Twitter rumour about maybe early April being the time, but it just feels mm. like Tony kind I think he outright said this when uh, when Steph Steph Asterman at the uh, at the press conference. I don't know if you heard if there was any more detail. I and mean, he basically said, without saying it, "Yeah, I thought I'd have more to announce. Turned out I didn't." Uh, so I think they jumped the gun. I think we'll get more detail in the coming cool weeks.
1: Yeah, you'd think so. And I think as well, the thing it will provide them is like a, a fresh coat of like when it comes to fans, because it'll be a rabid fan base. It'll hmm. be well into it, and you know, the only negative is
0: that like. Like they did with Toronto. As long as
1: we all haven't so- had to sleep rough because we can't afford to heat our homes.
0: <laughs> it is that possibility.
1: That's the only issue. Well,
0: like I was talking to the Canadians about uh, on this trip, like, you know, they went to Toronto and, you know, the, the, the market was there for them to go and do a big fucking pay-per-view. And instead, they spunk their load, And then, you know, they did, you know they ended up doing a Dynamite that was paired with a, a Rampage tape in the poor Davey Portman still fuming about because he spent more than $100 on tickets for a show. You know, you could... It was like this Rampage on the Friday. like We went on StubHub, you know, like 10 minutes before Rampage started. Oh, yeah. $3. Those Rampage tickets were going wow. for. Um, same thing it, it was in Toronto because um, no one gives a fuck about Rampage. Whereas they could have, you know, built a big pay-per-view in Toronto. We could have a yeah. big show in the UK that could mean a lot for them. But, you know, maybe a, a uh, upper, medium level, you know, group of shows is, uh, is just as good. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think they'll get away. They can only really get away with this, but you need to deliver big shows, important shows. Like that's the other thing as well. It's like when they go to New York, they're running Arthur Ashe. So at least you get the idea of that feeling like a big show in there as, as well. But um,
0: be at, at least with the time difference, yeah, as well. you know we'll be able to be live. Um, maybe that's the if, uh, if
1: they one. want to think big of it. If he loves ITV that much, then he'll be thinking about doing it live mm-hmm. on ITV4 or something. See? I don't think ITV love them that much. I've got a load of lads in Qatar at the minute. For Christ above, they can do a live wrestling show. Get <laughs> yeah, Ant and Deck live from Australia mm-hmm. like five days a week in the morning again they can do it some fucking live wrestling and that should not be the straw that breaks the camel's back.
0: Um, well, moving on from uh, from AW into mm. New Japan. Related news, I suppose. As we uh we, we said earlier, obviously you've seen a historic uh, crossover. I've seen uh, the uh, the mixed tag with uh, with uh, Tom Lawler and, uh, and Zack Saber Junior. We can uh, we can talk <laughs> Zach Saber Junior. Is it? We can talk about in a in a minute. Um, but yeah, b- obviously big news coming. I, I think yeah. everyone saw it. You know, it was kind of mumbling around the people I was with. Hang on, they've announced the Best of Seven series and the skip in the Tokyo Dome week. That's suspicious. Tony Khan mm-hmm. tried to get uh, asked about that. at the, uh, the presser, he wouldn't get pulled on that. He did then eventually, uh, it did, I think, they were vet, to be fair to them. Very quick on there uh, getting the Kenny uh video out that you mentioned earlier. And yeah, it's going to be a Kenny versus Osprey um at the dome. Um, it's great, yeah. I think I didn't expect it to happen. I think you know, there was a lot of, I think we've talked about it before where you've kind of posited as you know, maybe that's you know, something you can do outside of a forbidden door, give you a big Tokyo dome match. It all. Felt like fantasy booking to me, um, but yeah, mm. it's coming real, and I think that's going to be a a massive boost to New Japan, and probably one of the the few matches that were probably of interest to Kenny as far as going back to do, um, because yeah, you know, I think he's been there, done that with New Japan, which was kind of the uh, the crux of the promo. Wh yeah. was saying, uh, when I was with him, he was saying that like he feels like he's probably going to babyface Kenny to the fans more than anything, um, kind of you know ripping into these uh auto translator uh, stablemates of uh. Of Osprey and, uh, you know, being the uh, the real big uh, foreign star coming home, you know, cutting out a, a, a very fluent uh, Japanese language promo as well. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's probably going to be get, get a massive response there. But, yeah, great group for New Japan and cool, just a cool thing that's happening.
1: I think it is. I mean, like, it's the kind of match where the pair of them, particularly Osprey, will be going, right, we're going to have effectively look to do an equivalent job of what Okada and Omega had in 2017 just have a match which is big i mean for them there's like for new japan like obviously this will help with subscribers like quite naturally enough going into this the presentation of kenny omega the character here was the version of kenny omega that we've been looking for at least some hint of an AEW, and it felt like the closest to it here the kind of cool calculated delivers a kind of you know slightly wordy promo but ultimately like you're you're kind of with them Um, and that kind of arrogance but it's also like single star Kenny it wasn't the elite with him it wasn't anybody else Don Callis you know it, it's him and you kind of think to yourself this is the biggest match that they could kind of offer I would imagine AEW might be getting a rematch because I was thinking to myself immediately oh, okay who wins this how do you do it and I thought well he Kind of, do you have Osprey win? Then Osprey comes in the way W territory to then challenge. Once this best of seven series is done, that'd be something you could go into revolution with. Particularly if it's a sequel of one of the best matches of all time. Like in 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 theory, this stuff all kind of works out. I'm really excited for it. I mean, uh, uh, you know, mentioned on the pre show, you want to know who was excited about? It and He hasn't seen New Japan in about three years. Joe, no, like it, it, it is that kind of match where it's like, oh, right. Okay. And I was like, yeah, like this is something that they, you thought they're going to do it, but what are the political machinations in it? And Omega didn't leave New Japan on great terms. Like that was, that was the other thing. Would he want to come back in there? Mm. Because you kind of know New Japan would want him. He's a big star and a big draw. And as a draw for this show, if you're talking about live ticket sales as well, does he mean, would he mean more than a Danielson? Would he mean more than a punk? To a New Japan audience, I think, yeah. I think he does. I think it's stuff that it's like, it's, it's a big boost in the match that feels like the real main event, the match that could completely over, you know, eclipse the Akada um, uh, 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 Jay White match as well. And it gets people excited. It gets people talking about new Japan at a time when they haven't, and they needed a shot in the arm. This is it. If they can deliver a good rest of the card, try and get a Moxley match, have a couple of other things on there that are just like delivered. Don't do any multi-man shite. Keep the old boys to the Rambo. Like fucking discipline. That's what it needs from him.
0: I think so, Alec. I can't, I just can't see a world where this doesn't deliver. I think if it was in America, I'd be scared that Kenny's going to lean into the comedy too much. And you know, that's what he, that's just Kenny, wacky Kenny. I think this is going to be a straightforward build and it's just a big match. Um, yeah i made up I, to be honest that wrestle kingdom week i wasn't sure what i was doing uh, i'm probably going to be away that week and i was looking at it going oh, i want to get back for january 4th not i was like, ah, do i really care now i care a bit now i'm a bit like ah, i want to see this live um you've, yeah. you've pulled me in um i think it's uh, i think it's going to be a going to be a strong match um and yeah i think i'm expecting uh, expecting big things out of it but yeah, what did you make of the historic uh, crossover? I know that you Japan have had a few shows this week. I know you, uh, you managed to catch that. Or uh, Our good friend uh, Karen uh, made the trip over. I saw her having the... Yes. Uh, while I was living her up in New York. She was missed from the uh, the post-wrestling uh, yes. celebrations. But, you know, she had uh, better things uh, on the docket, which was uh, this trip to Japan.
1: Best wishes to our good friend, Karen. And I hope to be doing another episode of the Karen Peterson show. When... When you available to to kind of go through a lot of this card and the kind of reactions to it live. Mm. Um, long story short, I really enjoyed this. It don't get me wrong, it's a novelty show. But do you know what? They basically presented them on a parity. They really did. You wouldn't have known it from like the entrances. We've not always gotten well with Chris Charlton. I will say he serves a very helpful gap for those of you who don't watch Stardom. But, like, this is where you're kind of, I was having like, to defend this this, so this
0: this is the weekend. I've got to say, like, I, I, my criticism of Chris Charlton wasn't that I don't think he does a good job translating and providing mm. facts. He does a great job of doing that. And he was great on, from the little bit of this show I saw, great at that, updating the audience on what's going on. That's always been the point. The thing mm. I didn't like, I don't like, is when he tries to do the emotional calls, the, the big dramatic, this is the in the Tokyo... All of that at the end of the Oh, he matches, did that. Leave that, to main Kevin main Kelly. Leave that to Kevin Kelly. Like, that's where he oversteps his boundaries. But, you know, he got his knickers in a twist that I said that and uh, got, oh, yeah. into a,
1: got into a bit that's of a move too. Uh, Man child. But, but, anywho, um, what are you going to say? No, but it was like there was a lot to enjoy just about how it kind of was put out there. And I thought the interesting thing for me, the big takeaway, rather than being on parity, is the fact that, you know, everything else about them they they this felt like they'd reached a kind of big level and there was the women's interactions i thought like and a lot of the the uh, mixed kind of the most interesting dynamic to it and seeing these kind of stoic men from a rather conservative company like Big match in December. They're gonna do I think it it's Queendom. I wanna say it's Princess Queendom is the name of the big show. I can't oh, think yeah, it's man. very late at night. That's all right. I
0: something. Um, well, I oh <laughs> I was trying to be so, back. K okay, favor.
1: <laughs> always happens. Not like me where I ran out for a piss break. Ironically, during the Soraya Britt Baker bit of the show, which makes me feel like an awful human for doing that and even fulfilling that stereotype. In my own home. Um <laughs> but yeah, it I thought the interactions were great here. Like I thought, like the things that make me happy with this is Lord, Tom Lawler being over. Yeah, Tom Lawler being considered of this opinion. He's over, and like the clap is over. He's over as a baby face, which is obviously different to how he's always been portrayed in New Japan. Strong. It was they still did the Boy George stuff as well. It it made sense for him to team with Shuri because they were both in the UFC. And he has said many, many times, like he was one of the first people, like when Utami Hayashishita versus Shuri came out, it was just like, this is one of the best matches of the year. And he's been on that early on. I loved the bit where Julia and Shuri teamed up. They explained the stuff a- about. I didn't get that at all.
0: What Did you not? Going
1: on? Uh, th- th- Weird. The whole point has kind of been that the, that the stardom women have gone, no, we want to fight the men. We never get a chance to. It's not fair. Right. And New Japan kind of going, well, these are the rules for it. So there'd be occasions where they just kind of break it. It right. gets more problematic when Tanner full-on slaps, like, kind of Micah in the face. And I was like, Christ. Like, no, yeah. That's not, got that's not good. Scotty t wouldn't be having that. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to hear his name tonight I won't uh, yeah um, <laughs> but it was a very good like I mean I thought um, the, the match itself like there was you know just a hell of a lot of fun to it Julia looks like a star it feels like she's going to beat Shuri um, they're going to have an absolute banger of a match it's going to fall into that kind of stardom mode I know how did you I went three and a half stars on this because it kind of has a limit but it's more the dynamics of how it's presented and how, when, you know, the fact that Julia was doing Zack Sabre Jr.'s poses and stuff like that. It was two,
0: but I wouldn't go more than that. I thought, I don't know. I, I wasn't really into yeah. the messy, you know, messing with the die out, it's a 10 minute match wasn't it Um uh, it yeah. a, felt like a 10 minute comedy match really i don't know what i expected to be honest um going in i just heard a lot about this uh this zach and uh and tom lawler interplay with the boy george george michael storm mm. and obviously tom lawler being such a big fan of of stardom um uh, and getting to be in there with a couple of what he called his his heroes was was kind of cool but i don't know it's a wacky 10 minute comedy match
1: for me um uh, didn't think it really yeah. much much to it that's what a lot of the undercard kind of filled the gap of. And I know you might, and in some ways this is not entirely different to that Noah versus new Japan show where really it's a novelty show, but are you missing stuff of real substance? Well, actually towards the end, you do get stuff of real substance and the undercard delivers in terms of some of the, the kind of interesting interactions. Cause you've got also the next match. It was like, it was too, like you basically had the heel faction of Wado Tai, which is basically the Suzuki-gun equivalent, kind of wrestling with them, but also against them as well, um, as Tam Nakano and Taichi started flirting after the match. And it was kind of similar to this, where it was weird, but it kind of works as like, and it might feel like a bit of comedy, but on an undercard of a show like this, where you know you're going to get big, more long drawn out main events. I think it was, I think it was good just because it kind of had that novelty. So I found myself watching it and not being bored. Like I ended up watching all of this. I didn't expect it to. I thought I'll probably just skip to the main stuff. And then, you know, you look at the ratings on the app and, you know, people are quite keen on it, sort of going all around sort of like three and a half, four stars and some of the early stuff. There's no reason for an LIJ United Empire match on that. That is pure Corican stuff. They shouldn't have it on a show like this. But... I mean, I will say when he gets into the big two matches, like, I think it delivers on both of them. Like, I thought, I'm probably slightly going against the grain in that. I think my Iwatani Kairi, I went 4.25, which I know is below the app. It's tracking, I think, around 4.55. I thought it was very good, hard hitting. It probably didn't help I knew the result to be honest with you, because I kind of, I think that killed some of the dramatic tension for me that perhaps I would have gone into it. They beat shit out of each other, mate. (laughs) They absolutely beat fucking shit out of each other. They were slapping each other around the face, pissing tears afterwards as well. Everyone's their mate and they all love it. And as we always do, every time I see you, we beat shit out of each other as well and have a good cry. So yeah, that's what happens here. uh, And Kyrie ends up winning that, but, I kind of also want to give a shout out to Will Ospreay versus Shota Umino, like which only happened a couple of weeks ago, you know, a few weeks ago at Royal Quest. And I think, did we see it before?
0: I think so, like,
1: uh, I And it wasn't it was great. Mm. Shota Umino's better here. He's solid. I went 4.25 on this because it did the kind of job that I think it needed to do. And Shota Umino showed the kind of requisite fire more towards the end of the match and it was a bit weird because Will Osprey came out in a higher booter tribute costume which was being auctioned off to, to raise money um and so he was wearing these like baggy pants like he was like doing an MC Hammer impersonation like while wrestling this match which if he'd done a, you don't you can't touch this bit. It would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> Which now demands that might be the closing theme on the show. Um, but it, it, but like, and they also played up the fact of what they did at the end of the match um, in London as well, where, show, where Red Shoes stopped it early after like kind of him doing the blows. And it felt like oh, it's an early decision because it's his son in there. And they kind of played it into the match. And inevitably it's going to be part of Umino's character. I predict he'll end up turning heel like sooner rather than later. I think that's one of the, in the directions I'll go with him first of all. But I thought it really built up and I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun, good sequences. Like, you know, Osprey gave him a hell of a lot and Osprey's now in that role. It says a lot about him in New Japan where he is there to like, all right, going to get a young guy in there with him. I've worked with him a couple of times, going to give him a big match. I'm going to put him up because he, because, because they're in Japan He's going to be putting him over that bit more, and Umino loses nothing from losing to Will Osprey.
0: Um, yeah. Anything else in new Japan? Um, I saw Carl uh, Anderson's going to be coming back to defend the yeah the title doing after the tag yeah. finals. Uh, you know that's a new WWE, you know, being willing to uh, well have somebody go to uh, to drop the belt. Um,
1: yeah, that's a weird, but it's it's like I'm the tag Karl league Anderson. finals, <laughs> isn't it? As well. Yeah. I mean. I won't lie, of the kind of news story type things. I think it's Kane Velasquez being allowed to wrestle for AAA while one bail. <laughs> is a story. Did he get
0: allowed? Did he say yeah?
1: Mate, yeah, today. He got allowed to he's allowed to do it. Fucking hell. Like, <laughs> that is mental behavior. he would be a uh, massive babyface uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's hard to fucking dis- disagree with his uh, thoughts and sentiments in some ways, but like whether or not it's the way you want to necessarily go about it. But in terms of Carl Anson coming back, it made me wonder are they going to get Moxley into that position again? Is he going to, who's he, who's he defending? Is against against um, Hikaleo?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, Christ, do you want to do waste Moxley on Hikaleo at the dome? because he's going to win Hikaleo, which means he's defending at the Dome, but against who? Honestly. Um... What's the good scenario there? <laughs> I
0: don't think there is one. Only bad ones. Uh I think, is there any other, any other, before we go, any other news uh, we missed kind of over the week? We covered the, uh, the progress thing. You can just sum that up as... Uh... Middle aged men bought promotion, they don't oh. understand, and then don't understand when people, uh, you know, give them group. Apparently, it's only a minority of, uh, you know, certain internet fans, not the 400 or so people that quote tweeted and calling them fucking idiots for uh, not understanding <laughs> what they've bought or uh, what the negatives might be of uh, doing such a show. But yeah, anything. Uh, sorry, I just need to get that in there. Any, any yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time it deserves, <laughs> like you said before. Yeah. Was, I'm glad we were off last week because I, yeah. I was. I'm not spending... Yeah. The, we don't spend two and a half hours on progress anymore. Sorry, nope. folks. no, nope. they're
1: not worth it. They're those, not worth your time. Those either. days of
0: that's one thing. That, that's one thing that you can say that you know. You, another way I'm normally right in it on stuff like this when it kicks up mm. on Twitter. Being that step removed and on holiday, like I, I kind of like, and this has happened to me before. Like when different big news stuff has happened, you kind of look at it and go, you know what? Why do we all care? It's only fucking Can't progress. be asked. <laughs> like, you know, Can't well, be asked. Let them implode. You know. Yeah. Who cares? Um.
1: It whatever. is. It is that one. In terms of other stuff, like I'm just checking new stuff now. It's Mia Yim's name was changed and then changed back. <laughs> changed to, yeah, Minchin. I'm assuming oh, it's after did. Tim Min uh, Tim Minchin, who uh, wrote <laughs> Matilda, the stage musical, and is the Australian kind of comedy musician type <laughs> person on there as well. Yeah, there's. Um, I'm looking on it. Possible spoilers for Survivor series. Oh, Becky Lynch is coming back. Or. I don't know if Maurice is. I could care less either way. Um, nice.
0: Could be. That's this weekend. Well, I, I thought that. We were doing a weekend show on Friday. Fucking. Mm, nice after i to put away. I haven't mentioned it to Matty. Probably have him behind next week to uh, to review that. There's a doody paper every week now. What's
1: going on? Oh, Christ. That's next week, isn't it? This week, is it not, this block. weekend? I'm yeah, right. yeah, you're right. It's the 26th. Mm-hmm. Like, is it on a Saturday? Is it one of those Sunday jobs? I think it's Saturday, yeah. Oh... That's all right. I'm more than happy with that. You know, I would have said match of the day, then watch. Um, I've
0: got a lot of that to do. Like I was saying to you on the pre-show, I need to. Uh, I've been completely out of the loop as far as the World Cup, other than to know that the uh, the uh, the fantasy game is uh, is completely shit. The bad shit. Yeah, I'm gonna spend the next couple of days uh, catching up on uh, on World Cup action. But uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's kind of it, really, isn't it? As far as uh, the wrestling stuff goes. Nothing else you've watched? Anything else you missed?
1: Well, no, I did see though next week that um that Teddy Hart thing on Peacock is out.
0: Is it? Oh, we'll have to watch that.
1: Don't be worried. You'll be getting an email soon enough with a link there for you because <laughs> that sure as fuck is being watched and reviewed. That's one of the things that I might put on and go, This is on Peacock. Can I get away like with well, the girlfriend? If I said to her oh, it's a reality show thing, just to see if that'll, you know, pass, you know, pass the smell test, put it on. Did you make a watch uh,
0: WrestleMania? Shadows?
1: She saw a bit of it. She didn't really get. It looked very dated to her, and she was imagine. just like, "She was just like, who's this cowboy?" And I, was like, ah, he's kind of not, but these cowboys Calgary. <laughs> I love was, wearing was that he gear. Oh, was it was yeah. Um <laughs> No, like you know, it, it's it's one of the things I liked. It's Stu Hart, like his opinions on Teddy Hart and how show. You know, when he's screaming, "Show me some discipline!" Should have been shouting at that fucking lad, <laughs> like early doors.
0: He did. He's one of them movies you probably did take some of them beatings in the Heart dungeon, and he went the opposite way and became more of a cunt. Like he's a, he's at a point now Teddy Hart where it's not even a funny meme. Like it, it's literally just that this is a really bad human being.
1: Um, oh yeah.
0: yeah. Love, love seeing how that comes out. Uh, might have done a film club on that, but hey, we can talk about it. Uh, oh, yeah. On, World but, class
1: on tales of the territories. Oh, it's a I mean, it's if a you if. On that. If you, like me, are interested in knowing what bastards and wrestling are up to, then fucking you are sport for choice. What was that card someone
0: put out when it was like all these fucking cards on it? That was fake, right? They had like David Starr and Travis Banks and all these wrestlers. It was. I mean, it might have been Progress Abu Dhabi, but I don't think it was.
1: This was (laughs) the most... (laughs) Like when you're touring North Korea, this is the roster for you. Um... Yeah, no, it was it was everyone. It was just like the title of the show would just be called redacted, basically yeah. with a series of blurred out faces. Problematic um, pro
0: wrestling could be an, a name idea. I don't. Know.
1: It really did. It was like someone had gone into my mind. If they went to the storybook, <laughs> particularly my, well, I'll say it on it. I'd done a UVF versus IRA storyline, and that was one of the tame ones. To be honest with you, the uh, book of Jim. Jim Smallman stuff was the really controversial. <laughs> trying to try to say, booking it, I think it was Invade. Um, I tried to book Invader, Bruiser Brody's mur- murderer for progress. <laughs> I made mean, a real effort to bring him out of retirement to bring him <laughs> in.
0: <laughs> now we got over into that, but anyhow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you proud of me, JP, by the way? I made it to WWE before Jim Smallman probably ever has. So, you you know. did as well.
1: <laughs> I, I will say, just bring bottles of piss at the ready next time to be build some I don't know, I reckon you can get away with that motel just stick some sort of I don't know contraption that will fling them Worst things have happened that. in that
0: place, I'll tell you. But yeah, if you want yeah. more more on that, uh, no, we spoke mm-hmm. about obviously me and me and Steph did do a recording initially live from that hotel room. Unfortunately, that was lost to time, but we did a uh, a supplementary recording once we got to our much nicer trip hotel in in New Jersey. Check that out on the Patreon. Obviously, JP's daily updates have uh, continued uh, on while I've been away. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, at the film club of uh, of Wrestling with Shadows. We got Brett in there uh, in WCW um, coming up as a, as a mistake yep. Plenty of other uh, good stuff. Some uh, funking the mountain choices are
1: uh, coming up too oh yeah.
0: yeah well i think that's that's all the plugs jp um unless well, you oh you and wh coming up as well
1: uh, and thought, yes as finishing off Andor on on sunday so that'll be out out soon enough as well i'd also say as well we're close enough to december where we'll start getting into our match of the years list of the year type kind of stuff as well dare i say it so that'll be uh i was thinking about that the other day I'm trying to get organised this Christmas. That's why I'm all over this fucking Black Friday shit at right. the moment. Eyes firmly peeled. Got some cracking bargains already. A lot of Christmas sorted. Yeah, doing all right.
0: <laughs> there you go. Early planning. Very important. A load of yeah.
1: fuckers to buy for now. I'm, I'm, oh, no, same.
0: after this trip mate I'm broke until my next payday so uh, people, can, people are getting last minute
1: because that's how overtime in last minute, there so. you go
0: but yeah other than that yeah, that's uh, pretty much uh, it for us this week it's a like weekend show coming up we'll be a preview in Survivor Series Survivor Series Spotlight next week but yeah, other than that folks have a great night have a great week and we will catch you again next time bye you can't all. touch this can't touch this